Okay, so we all know how ExpressVPN protects your privacy and security online. But here's something you might not know. You can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. This whole week I've been using ExpressVPN to binge The Office on UK Netflix. It's so simple to do, I just fire up the ExpressVPN app, change my location to UK, refresh Netflix, and that's it. ExpressVPN lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. You can choose from over 100 countries, so just think about all the Netflix libraries you can go through. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason I use ExpressVPN to watch shows is because it's ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag, and you can stream in HD no problem. So if you want to get access to hundreds of new shows, use my link right now, expressvpn.com lorehammer, and you can get an extra three months off ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com lorehammer, expressvpn.com lorehammer to learn more. Welcome to Lorehammer, bonus episode. Welcome back to Lorehammer, the only podcast that tells you to regularly get your prostate checked. Christian, when was your last checkup? Yesterday. Good man. Good and the man. day before that. I know. I, I get admi- a check I administered day. them. Who? What? <laughs> All right. Eric's uh, a doctor. He told me he was a doctor. <laughs> Trust me. I'm a doctor. Uh, welcome to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. Hey. That's Mark, of course. Uh, this is Jordan. And then joining us once again for the last time. No, he's a permanent guest now. Nope. I'm going to be on every episode. This is the last time he's ever going to be on our podcast. No, me and Christian are starting a revolution. The fans have spoken. It's going to be the Christian and uh, Mark podcast. You're going to be the guest from now on. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Lorehammer. Good luck never doing a podcast. And I'm Mark, and we are professionals. And today we have Eric on as a guest. I'm the one wearing the tie right now. You're the one wearing a Lorehammer shirt, Mark. Yeah, but what am I wearing under <laughs> the Lorehammer shirt? That's the question. Doesn't These, even matter. This is what our bonus episode's going to be about. What am I wearing under my shirt? Everyone, get your bets in. <laughs> um, yeah, welcome. This is going to be our fourth bonus episode that we're releasing for everyone. And a lot of it, uh, well, not a lot of it, it is about um, homemade uh, which you've probably heard before us call it shelf armies. Yes. So these are the armies that exist on the shelf in as, Mark's garage. As most armies do. Right. Just not in the garage. But most armies exist on the shelf. In some form of yes. or another. Yeah. Um, and what this episode is all going to be about is it's not going to have anything to do with what is actually canon in 40K. What it is is... Us. Fan fiction. It's just a. Really? I, I think technically we will be talking about one race that is in 40k. Oh sure, there, uh, there are a couple that the, tie in. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, we will be talking. But about But none the of demiurg. the armies have real representation yeah. on tabletop. Yeah. But well, the, there is doing... a demiurg, and yeah. Anywho, sorry to de- derail no, you. No, no. But it, it is... I just want to make sure that people know that the demiurg are out there. <laughs> they're, they're coming they, for you. They're real. <laughs> I was abducted once. I <laughs> see them. <laughs> they checked my prostate. <laughs> I conducted an anal pro. <laughs> right, guys, it's Prostate Awareness guys. Day in uh, Jordan's can, house. Can right we now, just so. keep this a little more civil? My mom could be listening to this. Okay, just let's dial All right, it back Mark. a notch. Snap. What's wrong with her? Drop the pants. It's time to get your prostate checked. That's what we're doing on this episode. Yeah, there's literally nothing like adult about that. 
like it. Well, About no. unmanned <laughs> sticking <laughs> his full hand up to the full <laughs> hand up your up your Eric ass. Eric was just gonna do a finger. When was the last time you got your? Chance? I don't think <laughs> I never did. have. I don't think they did it right. <laughs> no, I, I just I seen you, you went to the, Mark, the back alley doctor. Do you want to talk about? This? I seen videos on that's the internet. Totally and that's what natural, they were doing, and that's that's for medical purposes. There's nothing 18A about that. <laughs> have you guys never? It heard depends of- on the look on your face. <laughs> so if you're doing one of these, it's not good. If you're doing one of these, then it's acceptable. It's. There's a fine line. If you got a smile on, it's fine. No, way. <laughs> I don't You're know. You're doing it wrong. I'm so bad at this. Um, but the reason that I guess you even ever started, because this was like Mark's and Christian's brainchild. Really, I didn't have much yeah, to do me, with this. Yeah, me and Christian conception. are actually friends. Like we enjoy each other. The truth comes out. We're yeah. closeted friends. Yeah. Um, Oh, I think you're more than that. <laughs> and up, I mean, it happens in the closet. So how are we supposed to know what happens? Prostate exactly. <laughs> no, but like up until we started the podcast, me and you, Eric and Jordan, um, like I bounced all my ideas off Christian and he bounced all his ideas <coughs> off me. And, you know, many Eric, fa- you would sneak in every now and again. Many failed armies from Christian. Many were squashed in my iron fist. More just his lack of mm. what, what a, follow through. <laughs> Follow the finish. Some would say. Yeah. So, okay. I'm told okay. that's a good thing. If ever there was a man <laughs> who has finish. trouble finishing, <laughs> it's it is not. <laughs> but uh, yeah, basically, they're a way to uh, in 40k over the years, and uh, like we've been in it for such a long time. Over the years, it's like every release is just Imperium, Imperium. Yeah, there Imperium. was a, there was a, a stretch there not that far back where like everything just got super stale. Yeah. Like, it was just hey, constant. you like Space Marines? Here's yeah, it, it seemed now. like yeah. they released a bunch of sixth edition stuff that was Imperium, and then they started seventh edition and just yeah. redid all the Imperium stuff. Yeah, so and it, there was no good flavor out there. Yeah, so what we ended up doing was we ended up um, wanting more Xenos because the galaxy is such a big place. And if you've listened to our, our other episodes, we listed off like 150 already established Xenos races, but there's no models. You barely ever hear of them. You only hear of Blood Angels and Space Wolves. So this was um, our attempt to try to introduce new armies into the lore and into the tabletop. Yeah. Onto the tabletop. Yeah. So uh, and essentially what you would do is you would take rules that were already established within the game and you would change the flavor of them and create armies for the aliens within rules that already exist. So it's not like you're creating... It's not like you're creating. You're not doing heresy. You're no. not. You're not adding to the game. But but we would we would take like a unit from the Tyranids and a unit from Orcs. And yeah, put we them would into like the combine codices. So it's yeah. like a lot of the army lists that we're Battle making. forged, quote unquote. <laughs> well, yeah, now it's a thing, but back then it wasn't. Yeah. Right. So a lot of the armies that we do have, they're not at all legal. legal no. But you couldn't play them at an ITC. No. 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 Not apparently. Me. Some people don't even let you cheat in the garage. When you're playing with your friends, your close friends being cheated, garage what? Keyboard being friends. Uh, either one is a lie and propaganda. <laughs> I will not have it. I will not have my name sullied. Yeah, yeah. So the there were a couple like rules or restrictions that you placed on yourself though, as you're creating not only the rules for these shelf armies, but also some of the stories of. Yeah. So we wanted like, this is lore hammer. So Mark and I obviously like the lore. So we didn't want to just have plastic models with no backstories. So we kind of went out of our way to actually create backstories for each one, each race. And, uh, we made these rules. So the first one is that it cannot openly contradict or conflict with established canon. Yeah. So, so you can't, 
Yeah. Obviously, you know, any of these Xenos races are not the largest power in the galaxy. Yeah. Like that that just Can't not even war. in top yeah. ten. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or like this Xenos race like landed on Terra and killed the Emperor and now they're in charge of Terra. Yeah. Nothing crazy. It could only add to the lore that already exists. Yeah. We can modify a few small things, but we cannot openly contradict anything. Yeah, so that was rule one. Rule number two. Uh, we have to maintain the themes of 40K. Grimdark, historical space operas. Uh, we wanted the races to fit in with the existing lore and factions. We didn't want to just like you know bring in a pre-existing race from another genre and just try and mash it into 40K. Yeah. Still had to feel and, with the tone of yeah. 40K. And then we also tried on that level two to not just introduce races into 40k but try to give them like a backstory where they might have been around even since like the old ones sure because you know, a try- lot of races are very old and have yeah. a lot of history it's yeah. just your world has just never been discovered yeah so it's not like it's just like these new empires that spring up like some of them are but um we we tried to give them a little more foundation yeah and then one thing that was a big restriction that was both a rule on us but a rule with what was out there is they had to have models that we were able to play on the tabletop with. So we had to find ranges of models that had enough models to make an army with or enough variety within them to, to be able to create units that kind of fit. That would fit with the rules that you're yeah, creating, exactly. which would fit with the flavor of the race that you're creating. Exactly. Yeah. So, in so that you kind of had to have three those three things come together. You had to have a good story, you had to have rules that fit that story, and you had to have models that fit the rules of yeah. the story. So yeah, so part of it was our creativity, but part of it too was like out of our control, right? There are only so many other models with enough guys that are interesting and unique enough for us to actually create armies out of. Yeah. So those obviously are going to play a role into the story of what the model, like what he looks yeah. like, their armor, their weapon loadouts, stuff like that. Yeah. But all in all, I think uh, none of them were none of them were unhappy with. Like, I yeah, think none of them, them are like, I hate that. Yeah, or like none of them felt forced. Like, how can we make, we really want this, how can we make, yeah, it, it all felt like it went together pretty Pretty smoothly. naturally, yeah. yeah. Um, well, it helps because... Um, some of us, and I won't name names, but some of us like to spend all our time uh, on the internet looking at Warhammer things. And just because of your knowledge of like where to get these knockoff GW stuff. No, no, Whoa, none of them are knockoff GW. They're <laughs> unique individual models. <laughs> yeah, but there it, it is a really cool dynamic to see on like these the shelf right when you go look at it it's really cool to see all the different types of armies that you have on there yeah yeah right now a bunch of them are still a work in progress if people are interested we can post pictures as they get completed we have like one or two armies that are yeah getting close to done well and and some are all built with seventh right so now they all need to be updated no all of them are fine they're fine mark went over them all with a fine tooth comb he tells me i don't believe that he's modified the beat but it's fine that's not a conversation for this podcast eric's a little bitter bitter yeah, because I took a couple extra bolt guns in the game. It wasn't even against me. It wasn't even against him. Also, I shorted myself out 150 points. And, and, 750, still and I still won. And he still won. But those bolt guns were the they were what the sealed game the deal. That's those it. Three if bolters. you didn't have those bolt guns on those Imperial Guardsmen, yeah, you those. would not have won. So I'm decreeing. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, like that's so what we're going to talk about is we're going to get into like each of these races that we made i think we did six six or eight i can't remember it was yeah. supposed to be an even number because it's got to slot in with the other races that exist yeah but uh and we're going to talk about like the lore that we came up with, with them we're going to talk about their models and then we're going to talk briefly about the rules and some of them are still work in progress like 
when it comes to either exactly what rules we're going to use or exactly what models. But I think we've nailed like a a lot of it down yeah. enough that we can enough release it. Yeah, exactly. Is there um is there any uh, aggregator of like fa- Warhammer fan fiction out there? Maybe That's be it on good on Reddit or some other forum. I'm sure it exists. I've actually never that would be kind looked of in, into an it. An interesting look to see what other people's, even the, like the fan art and that kind of stuff. Yeah, the really good fan fiction finds its way usually on one d four chan. Yeah, okay. Some of those stories yeah. get yeah. on there, or like it, the really interesting stuff. I won't maybe call it good, but interesting. <laughs> I, I find when making lore, people end up trying to make their people the best, mm. or they try to end up just making them like so unbelievable, like in terms of lore, where it would be like. They don't really fit. Yeah, they don't fit. And that's why we put our limitations on ourselves. Like, we we want them to seem like they're actually a part of 40K. Yeah. And, like, if we were to introduce, like, a new person into the garage to play, like, you could point to one of these shelf armies and be like, oh, yeah, they always belong, you know? Like, yeah. They wouldn't, um, they wouldn't bat an eye. They wouldn't stand out as yeah. being weird that they're but, in there. Uh, and a lot of that is going to ha- come all down to the scale, right? The scale of the, the force or the race that you're creating. Because, like, and, and what exactly what Mark's saying is like you, you create something that's too powerful like any race that could potentially contend with humanity or necrons or eldar just would never fit and yeah. the fanfic it wouldn't be a fanfic it would just be like a some re- fan a jerking off in his in his room writing about stupid stuff right it would just be like, a rewrite of there, the galaxy there's it, it some horrible fan yeah. stuff out there that just no there's also some writing. good stuff out there. oh though. sure yeah yeah, yeah. there's like, some stuff that like even missing cremark stuff which is usually like forbidden territory i've been like you know that's a cool idea sure it's rare it's rare it's but it's very happened. rare it has happened but yeah okay so let, let's get into them let's get All into right. our xenos races christian you can go okay cool so we'll start with what we call the mangani confederacy uh they're a powerful race of ape-like xenos creatures who roam the galaxy as loosely related bands they lack a singular cohesive leadership, but exist more as a confederation of independent worlds and marauding fleets. The Mangani once ruled a small region of space and were first encountered by the Imperium of Man during the Great Crusade. The, the Mangani proved to be a fierce opponents, but could not ultimately compete with the numbers and resources of the Imperium. The, uh, the race was spared extermination when the outbreak of the Horus Heresy redirected the Imperium's resources inwards and away from their campaigns. Uh, the Mangani scattered out into the stars and colonized fringe worlds or elected to remain on vast fleets hopping from world to world in pursuit of new prey and challenges. The heads of the various war bands, known as chiefs or war chiefs, are responsible for providing for their family bands, negotiating alliances, and leading their fellows in war. They have been known to turn on their tribes as well as fighting external threats. Sometimes the Mangani have been known to start large raiding parties and launch excursions against other species or breaking off into smaller hunting parties, or even leaving their family band to wander the galaxy as individual hunters. Technologically, the Mangani are relatively advanced, relying on powered armor and using combustion-propelled weapons, similar to Stubber and Autocannon technology. The Mangani are devastating close combat warriors and often use savage blades and superior strength and their mass to overwhelm their foes. They're capable of space travel, however, because of their lack of warp-capable craft, they take longer journeys. Despite this, their craft are still capable of traversing the galaxy at a reasonably faster than light speeds. The Mangani have a warrior culture, which may be observed as unforgiving of weakness, and it's very brutal. Their society also revolves around the hunt, 
and the Mangani constantly roam the galaxy looking to test their formidable skills against dangerous flora, fauna, and sentient species of the galaxy. <laughs> Come here, you plant. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, in 40K, you've yeah, no, no, been to a death I, world. I'm sorry to interrupt. <laughs> uh, they've also been known to take trophies from the particularly challenging hunts or opponents and often decorate their ships and armor with such fetishes. Like flowers. <laughs> <laughs> they put in their hair. <laughs> uh, they worship a single deity, the god of hunters, and many comparisons have been made to that of Koronos of the Eldar mythology. The Mangani do not cast a significant warp presence, nor do Mangani overly concern themselves with the happenings of the warp. They do not think highly of the Imperium as a singular entity, seeing humans as weak and unchallenging in the hunt for Warcraft. However, the Mangani respect the warriors of the Adeptus Astartes as honorable warriors and equals on the battlefield. The Mangani have also developed a particular respect for Tyranids, viewing the diverse species as the ultimate prey, adapting constantly to new threats, and always providing a unique and thrilling jaunt for the hunter. Cool. So just um, to, yeah. Before we get into like the models. So there's a couple things that right away that I like. Um, like I like that <laughs> during the Horus Heresy, you kind of establish them there. where yep. um, They didn't just like, exist. They pop in later into the game. Yeah, yeah. And like they were on the verge of being exterminated, but then when the Horus Heresy happened, like then they were basically spared. Yeah. And and when we went over all our Xenos races, you kind of see that does happen sometimes. Like, yeah, I like it. It just, it gives them some some history to them. Yeah. So they, they feel like they've been around a little longer than, yeah. than like, say, the Tau, for example. Yeah, I mean, that's at least 10,000 years. So yeah. yeah. Plus the amount of time they spent even just coming up or whatever. Yeah. I, I think one thing that's kind of lost to, um, if you can't see the models, is uh, their physical description. I guess I could have added a little more in there. It's all good, if you want to describe yeah, it. Yeah, so, yeah, it does, it does describe them as ape-like, but they're actually very large. They're, like, as big as a space marine. So they're obviously, like, really powerful physically, yeah. like, present. Like, huge upper body, too. Yeah, like. exactly. So they can uh, obviously compete. That's why they respect the Astartes, because they are, like, on the same playing field physically, and why, like, humans are, like, seen as weak and inferior to them, because that's their culture. Yeah. So, to sum it up, space apes... Yeah, but <laughs> there's a little bit of the Jokero in there. Well, the whole band. That's thing. orangutans. <laughs> Nothing Eric, to do with each my other. My bad. Eric. Space gorillas, um, I there's guess. A, there's a little yeah. bit of the orc in there as well. Yeah, there's some some stuff, but yeah, I'll, I'll talk about the inspirations for it a little yeah. bit later. But we can talk about their models and other things first, if you want. Yeah. Um. So their models. Uh. We use the Infinity Range by Corvus Belly. Um. From the Combined Army Faction. And uh, usually, because it's that's a mix of different aliens, they're the Morat race, if anyone's familiar with that. Uh, so if you want to look them up online and stuff, you can see what they look like. Um, they're depicted as having advanced technology. They do have, like, heavy power armor they wear all over their body, except for some units that have it... Excuse me, sorry. Have it stripped off. And I just burped. That <laughs> <laughs> was gross. Um, did you smell it? No, thank you. Smell like Dr. Pepper? Ew. Stick breath. <laughs> Stick burps. <coughs> um, yeah, but they have, like, really... They're heavily power-armored, and they have small unit sizes, so obviously that's going to play into their role on the battlefield, right? They're going to be more expensive as units. Like, you're yeah. talking, like, five models per unit? Uh, like, the actual entire range probably has just over 15 models of, like, unique individual models. And because they're they're pewter, they're mostly metal, so they're hard to convert. So I don't know how much wiggle room we're gonna have with that. And we're probably if, if there's a couple duplicate models, it's gonna not be the fine. biggest deal. Yeah, but yeah. But, um, but yeah, it will be. So we'll go into the rules because then it'll give you kind of a better idea of um, 
how big of an army it will be. But so in 500 points, we're going to be using <coughs> Space Marine rules. And they're just going to be like tactical squads, devastators, and assault marines. So regular marines. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and how this varies from like our 40k Existing space, space marine, marine army, army yeah. is the primaris marines yeah so we're so. not bringing primaris means into the shelf armies what we're going to do is we're going to upgrade the existing marines to have stats that they always should have had yeah and be like superior space marines. Yeah. so these guys will be they're like slightly a, less powerful a step than below a, a primaris yeah a step and below that's why they primaris. would view them as a challenge yeah exactly. but still better than space marines oh i mean but better than humans oh much yes so yeah, yeah. okay yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's a cool benchmark to put them on. Yeah, because yeah. so, that's another thing too. Like people will be like, "Oh, they like they can kill a thousand space marines," and you know, yeah, just, exactly. It's oh, when space, space to marines, create yeah, army. yeah, space yeah. marines have to be like the best. They don't have to be the best. You can have better things. Like there's card effects out there. Yeah, but like but to have like a Xenos race, like why wouldn't they have wiped them out? It doesn't make sense. That, exactly. You know, they exist. They would have been beaten by whatever yeah. was the dominant. The, the, okay, humans are just like the number one in the galaxy. Just on numbers, though. Yeah, just on numbers. Yeah, no, orcs are. Oh, actually, yeah, orcs are mm. the most numerous. But you know, whatever. Don't question my lore, my head lore, my head Canada's my head Canada. But uh, yeah, th- that was another thing that I like too that you uh, put in here too is that they do fight themselves. So you can yeah, so you can that. if two and, people want uh, to play against each other. Yeah, and like it's not a unite a united race too. Yeah, they which I they do travel like, in like small yeah, clans. Much, they feel a much more mercenary style. Yeah, much yeah. more like roving. Yeah, yeah. inhabitants. So that that does tie into like. Um, so I was in charge of writing most of the lore, um, and I obviously drew from a lot of sources um, and inspirations. Uh, the whole roving band kind of thing came from a, a lot of Viking culture. So what I kind of drew from. So like you know going out on like these ships. Um, most of the Getting armies your spoils yeah. and then coming back to your family. Yeah, exactly. Most of the armies in 40k do have his like historical ties. I know Mark doesn't like to talk about it. I don't care. It's <laughs> no, there. This is your, this is yeah. your time to enlighten us. Exactly. With so all the things. So with all the the uh, historical inspiration that 40k draws, I felt it was uh, it would kind of fit in better if a lot of Xenos races drew on those same inspirations. So you'll find for a lot of these races, they usually tie into some kind of historical group or faction. So definitely the raiding Viking type feeling. Uh, hunters um, is part of their culture too, like hunting like big prey. That obviously comes from like um, predator influences from um, the predator. Did, did you kind of get a feel like when you were writing this, what, what, did it kind of come off as in like there's um, like tests or challenges and like part of proving who you are as a Mangani would be like going out and hunting something in particular, or bringing back like a trophy for the the band. Yeah, because that's kind well, of well, they the, they, a they feel. do take like those uh, yeah they take, fetishes or whatever. Yeah, yes, exactly. But it's almost so, trophies like, and stuff. Would you be would you be acknowledged as like um like a full like I didn't I didn't member? get that detailed with their culture, but if in your mind you that's what you picture, like I it's definitely it's the not. route. I feel like it's going down. Oh yeah, it has a very rack goal feel to it almost um, i think the only comparison there is just the whole hunting aspect of it but that's not all these guys are about like the rakul will kill regardless of like how they kill with these guys i f- picture more as like not honorable fighters but they're definitely not they do have underhanded tactics yeah exactly they, they look for fight. an equal fight yeah and, like, and that's, and the that's thing. why they, they, they challenge themselves yeah. exactly by by picking but, out like the biggest baddest enemy to fight yeah so i think if you just take away the word hunting and replace it with like just fighting like they enjoy the fight like 
I think then it will kind of take you away from that rat ghoul uh, mentality. Mind. Yeah. Okay. Um, other obvious influences with them are like the brutes from Halo, just a lot of like the tribal like war yeah. like influences, and obviously their look. Again, if you look up the models, there's obviously going to be links there. Um, a little bit of goth and barbarian hordes kind of feeling with them because like the Imperium is almost like Rome. So then you have like these barbaric tribes that kind of roam Constantly the galaxy. With the thorn on the side. Exactly, right? Like as an individuals, they don't really pose a threat, but like you get enough barbarian cultures, you have orcs out there, you have, you know, they're threatening civilized society in the form right. of the Imperium. Yeah. Um, and finally, their name uh, actually just comes from Tarzan. Um, so the gorillas in Tarzan are actually not gorillas in the original Tarzan work. They're actually called Mangani, and they're supposed to be this like superior form of gorilla that's almost like half human, half gorilla. Like they're supposed to be super smart. And uh, well, they are. They can speak. Well, have you not seen the cartoon, <laughs> the Disney version of Tarzan? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is that is accurate. No, that's like from the original stuff. So that's kind of where their name came from. Hmm. So yeah, that's yeah. it on the the Mangani. Uh, Edgar Rice Burroughs, the guy who wrote Tarzan, yeah, has a lot of really interesting science fiction too. Does he? Yeah. I, I only know about. He's like Tarzan. a very influential, like you know, um, uh, like Princess of Mars. Yeah, yeah, that he wrote that. Oh, really? Yeah, like he he's a very influential, uh, actually, sci-fi writer. But Tarzan was one of his like random views. side things. But I, it doesn't surprise me that he has uh, that. Uh, it was, it was a more like mystical yeah the distinction yeah. between the real versus yeah yeah yeah, it was all, yeah it was is like yeah. fantasy yeah, yeah totally anyways no 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 that's cool I, yeah. I actually didn't know that um yeah but that's that's it about the mangani. that's the mangani um, so I'm going to read the next one. Of course you are. Um, they are called the demiurg. We've talked about them before. They are actually a thing in 40k. Um, so here we go. The, we did. I think we did do some slight tweaking. Well, maybe not tweaking, but more adding because to it. Why are you doing that face, Eric? Because you stole my iPad. <laughs> Look at my screen. I cannot I read. Know, I'm, I'm I have silly. a hard enough time. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm, Mark's actually not going to read. I'm going to whisper it into his ear, and then he's going to verbalize <laughs> yes, what I'm telling yes, him. Yeah. So the Demiurg. Oh, um, another thing, too, is uh, you, you did choose like uh, uh, a faction logo for everything. Yeah. So uh, I was just scrolling through our notes here. and Yeah, they all have like a symbol that kind of represents them. Yeah, like everyone knows what the Tau symbol is. Christian chose like a, a symbol for each one of them, yeah. too. Um, yeah. So the Demiurg are a short, gruff, humanoid race of technologically advanced miners and traders. They have probed the galaxy for precious materials for thousands of years and generally kept away from the greater conflicts of the galaxy at large. Because of their reliance on trade, however, they do maintain cordial, 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 cordial relations with <laughs> cordial, cordial, yeah, uh, many relations with many Xenos races, including the Tau Empire. They are physically imposing, if not very tall, and specialize in uh, ion and gra- gravit- graviton. Yes. yes, these are words. Th- those are from technology. the actual lore. I is it, is it graviton? I've never yeah. heard of their graviton technology. Yeah, it's it's what uh, the Imperium uses with their grav weapons. Well, I've heard of that with him. Yeah, but that's but the, that's the general. They get it from them. Yeah, I didn't know that. It's the, well, like the technology yeah. is the same way. Like uh, plasma weapons, all races have a version of it. And like mm. melta weapons, they all have a version. Yeah, the the demiurg appear to have no homeworld, or at least have abandoned it in favor of spacecraft. They are known to avoid imperial space unless invited in, making them a very uncommon sight. And they are described as defensively hostile and non-militaristic though the number of sightings in the Ultima Segmentum has increased over the recent centuries. 
The Demiurge are organized into brotherhoods, though any further information on brotherhood is unknown beyond the rumors from rogue traders that one brotherhood is typically present upon a bastion-class vessel and two or three are on a stronghold-class vessel. At least two brotherhoods, the Styrotok and the Thrum, are known to have joined the Tau Empire. Although the Demiurge normally live in... Uh, Erroneous. Enormous. En- <laughs> Erroneous. Erroneous. <laughs> Space-bound starships, starships, they are known to colonize worlds usually abundant in minerals, such as worlds of the Petora system. Peretta. No. <laughs> they, that's not even a thing. You made that up. <laughs> what are you doing reading, Mark? <laughs> that was our first clearly. The, the fans like it. They like <laughs> to think that they're intelligent. They've actually done something with their life. If if someone like me can become, you know, a famous podcast host, a famous podcast, <laughs> they can too. It gives them hope. Exactly. They maintain trusted ally status with the Tau Empire. They're indifferent to the Eldar, who generally see them both themselves beneath them. They are the natural enemies of chaos and have a special resistance toward the influences of the warp. I'm pretty sure we added that in. Just I'm not sure, honestly, because I remember literally copying and pasting pieces of Lex Academy and then writing yeah. our own. So it's all I, I'm mixed. pretty sure that's I don't know. more of us. But, it's possible. Um, they're mortal enemies of the Scourge who are often compete with the Demiurge for resources. And the Corganian. Corrigan. I should just, every time we get to one of these sorts, <laughs> just I'll stop pause. And, and wait, then, and yes, then one of us will fill in. Who are often instigate large underground wor- worlds. Uh, so the Scourge will come up again. The Demiurge worship the single god Val, the Smith of Odd. Smith God. That, was my, that one was my bad. That one. <laughs> Evidence points towards this being the same Vol as the Eldar Pantheon, and the Demiurge often referred to them as the children of Vol. Is that you or is that? That us? is me. Okay. Yeah. Many of the religious practices seem to venerate Vol, and although other godlike entities are acknowledged in Demiurge mythology, including other beings that resemble the rest of the Eldar Pantheon, 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 that in even the gods of the warp, only Vol is venerated. This could possibly point to a common heritage or ancestry between the Demiurge and the Eldar, as well as a potential link between the old ones and what they have been the what Eldar may gods. Have been the Eldar gods. Don't you start with me. <laughs> Demiurge have a strong cultural respect for elders who are often lead the Demiurge as chiefs and in war councils. So yeah, there's a couple things that we added. The whole the whole Eldar thing. And their religious beliefs, I believe we added that in there. But, yeah, because uh, yeah, there's actually not a lot no. written about the Demiurge. A, a lot of it really just revolves around their mining and technology. Yeah, yeah. and but, even like they don't have tabletop models. Yeah. Um, what they did have is uh, in Battlefleet Gothic, they had the ships, but they didn't really have like a yeah, tabletop they had representation. Stronghold bastions or whatever. Yeah. And, but uh, yeah, so the models that we used were from Mantic Games, and they are from the Forge Fathers range, which are... Space dwarves. They're space essentially dwarves. based dwarves. Um, yeah. But like they actually have a pretty big range. But what we use specifically, specifically was Iron Ancestors and Forge Guard. Um, so the Iron Ancestors basically like almost like a mini dreadnought. They like, really like, do have that like in appearance esque look. Yeah. yeah, in appearance, but not in, in function. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. They, they, it really looks like it's a super blocky squat 
fully yeah. armored unit. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Forge Guard, they're just like super heavily armored, yeah. short models with hammers. Yeah, they're fully enclosed too with like their power armor. Yeah. So like you can't well, see it. That totally fits in like the flavor of it because they're miners. So yeah. sure, they're using their big ships to like break apart asteroids, but then they're going in like in space yeah. to like go extract these yeah. ores and their stuff, suits of so. war are the same suits that they wear wear mining right like, exactly it's all it's function for them yeah, right? yeah absolutely so the rules for them um we are using space marine cataphracti terminators because like they're these like squat dwarves with like this super durable armor so that gives them that whole two plus armor save and like four plus in bun as well as their movement is slowed so like those things can only move like four inches so that fits into that short heavily armored yeah yeah tank and then uh they they for weapons they have like uh the storm bolter or i guess actually for cataphracti it's uh not a storm bolter it's a combi bolter yeah um and also they have uh lightning claws so like rules wise but not models the models have a power power hammer okay the reason why we did this is because you can't give or it's so costly to give everyone in the unit a thunder hammer but with the lightning claw, you get a reroll, so it's like it's it's more powerful than just like a regular fist. Yeah, because you get that reroll, it. but it's not like a big crazy two-handed thunder hammer type thing. Okay. Yeah. So, especially with these guys, very small model counts for five hundred. Yeah, and five hundred point. There's uh ten termi- terminators and one. Uh, <coughs> so we're talking about the Iron Ancestor, which is that dreadnought thing. So the rule for him will be, uh, what are those things called? Um, what are the, cat? Mm. Oh, the, Those. uh, like elite dreadnoughts? No, not the elite dreadnoughts. They're, uh, they're a space marine in a space marine suit. Oh, centurions? Centurions, yeah. yeah. We use them. <laughs> space marine in a space marine. Yeah. I like that you knew exactly what he was talking yeah. about. <laughs> centurions. So, yeah, because it's, it's not that much bigger. It's, it's smaller than a dreadnought, the model. But, uh, yeah. So but it's they, pretty heavily armored. But it, it's heavily armored. And it is bigger than, arms. like, a Terminator. Like a Space Marine Terminator. Yeah. 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 So it fits good in scale yeah. as well as in rules, and then it's just equipped yeah. with weapons. Yeah, it's got a gun arm, and it's got, like, a Thunder Hammer arm, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. so. Yeah. I'll talk a little bit about the influences for that one again. Um, a lot of it was copy-pasted from Lexicanum, um, but then we added our own, like... Uh, influences. There's obviously going to be heavy Norse influences. That's kind of comes with the Mantic Dwarven feel with them. Yeah. Um, the Pantheon stuff. We I kind of drew from uh, Tolkien. Yeah. The whole there might be relations between the, El- yeah. the Eldar and the Demiurg. Um, so with the Eldar and Demiurg. So this also kind of ties into their look. So one thing that always kind of bugged me is how human-like Eldar looked. For being a, an alien race, like I'm a there, huge there fan. is a reason for it, but yeah, exactly. I know you, but that, if you that, don't know that reason, it's retarded. Exactly. So right. that's that's why I wanted to tie them in because they will have more of a humanoid look. Yeah. Uh, obviously, they won't. Yeah. Look, two eyes, two ears. And yeah. Nose exactly. And, mouth. Um, and the other thing too is we wanted to fully enclose them in power armor because we didn't want them necessarily to look like your classic. There are dwarf space dwarf models out there. Yeah. Um, but oh, yeah, we didn't want them to be running around with power armor and a beard. Right. Yeah. yeah exactly. Space well. Mm, mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the other thing, too, is squats and demiurg. So 
especially with Necromunda coming like out again with this actual squat model. Grendel Grendelson. Yeah. <laughs> so those are the original space dwarfs. So it's like, okay, how can you have like a Xeno space dwarf and an, and an abhuman space dwarf? So the Demiurg actually don't look like dwarves. Um, there's a picture out there. I believe it's fat. Oh no, there actually is a yeah, I just I think Godwin it's or whatever. J- yeah. And uh his skin actually looks like it's made of rock. Yeah, do you know almost. what's that character in uh, Thor Ragnarok? Cork. Cork, yeah. yeah it almost it's almost looks like Korgish. Like okay. uh, and then yeah. there's tons of fan art where they take it a step further. Yeah, and make and, them like rock people. Yeah. So like I didn't want to take it that far. But, but honestly, we you don't okay. have to we don't have to even talk about it though, because yeah, they're all in case in power. Yeah. So who knows what they look so, like underneath. But that my point is that you can both have squats and Demiurg exist in yeah. in the lore being space dwarves, but yeah. they're actually completely separate, oh, completely yeah. different. Well, a squat is very specifically human. An app human, yeah. yeah. Right? Absolutely. So, but he he's definitely comes from us, whereas the Demiurg is yeah. a completely separate yeah. entity. Um, yeah, of yeah. course. Because there's and lots just, of bipedal races out there, or like humanoid. I know, but like with the lore within 40k, again, like the whole thing, like the old ones made a lot of the races. So right. if you have a common origin... It makes then sense that you of, look similar, right? right? This yeah. one guy, this one old one just liked this ideal, so he created yeah. it. And that's yeah. why and yeah, that's kind of why they all kind of Yeah. I think if people together. get hung up, hung up on that, they have weir- weirder issues. <laughs> well, I was hung up on it for a while. Well, you have weird <laughs> issues. But yeah, that's pretty much all. Yeah, like like I said, we added a little bit of our own touch, but a lot of it was already existing. Yeah. Like, we yeah. just took what existed and built yeah. on top of it. Exactly. So, um, yeah. Not much more to say about that. All right, next. Um, now, is it the Coronis or the Coronis? That's a good question. How do you want to say it? I would have done Coronis. All right, that's official canon now. Coronis. All right. Uh, but I want to say Kronos. That's what I really want to say. So, um, very little is known about the enigmatic Coronis. Current Imperial reports are sporadic. And all that is known is an amalgamation of bits of information gathered by the Inquisition over thousands of years. Some reports are as ancient as the Age of Strife. The Coronos have been observed throughout the Imperium in only brief flashes and disappear without a trace. Reports have indicated strong warp energy in areas where Coronos have been seen operating. The current working theory is that they live in the warp and emerged sporadically throughout time and space, appearing and disappearing across the Imperium on various uh, war zones okay. and worlds uh, okay. across Here the galaxy. <laughs> uh, okay. I feel like I'm Deckard Tate. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> the Inquisition believes <laughs> that, that, that's full that they come <laughs> from a distant future <laughs> and have returned to alter the course of whatever nightmare future that the universe has in wait. A preposterous notion, as I've clearly... No, I'm just... That's not included. Okay. (laughs) But, uh, so the Inquisition believes that they come from a distant future and have returned to alter the course of whatever nightmare future that the universe has in wait. Really cool. One notable feature of the Coronis is that they are not in league with the powers of chaos, despite their close ties to the warp, and are often seen fighting against the servants of chaos as much as the forces of the Imperium. This does not, however, redeem them in the eyes of the Inquisition as bearing the taint of the warp, along with the sin of being a Xenos. They often appear and attack without warning or explanation, and have equally appeared to fight alongside or in support of other Xenos or even the Imperium. 
It has been observed that the Coronas do intend to more frequently carry more amicable relations with members of the Eldar race. Some suspect it is due to the Eldar's ability to interpret the future. Even so, the Coronas have been witnessed violently engaging with Eldar as well. There are even rare accounts of different Coronas factions fighting each other. They are characterized by very advanced technology and the ability to traverse large distances through teleportation. This also gives them an edge on the battlefield, seemingly appearing out of nowhere and vanishing without a trace. Ultimately, there is not much known why the Coronas fight and what compels them to pursue their distant objectives or what direction they wish to guide fate. Um, so that's like the official imperial record that they would have on them. So and again, then, but this is completely your guys's. Yeah, we yes. we okay. completely invented. Cool. This. Yes. So this this is uh, like as with all things, it's written from the perspective of the Imperium, yeah. and this is what the Imperium knows about it. Yeah, I like that. So most of the time, the Imperium would, um, like, if there was a race out there that actually manipulated time, like the Coronas do, I think the Imperium would actually have a hard time reconciling that. Because they Why? can't do it. I uh, I don't know if they would. There's tons of times, uh, tons of time travel events in the Imperium. They even have the Ordo uh, Cronus or for the Inquisition. Like they have a whole branch that studies like time, time travel. travel. Do they time travel? Well, they disappeared, and no one knows what happened to them. Right, but, but so does anyone who enters the war, right? Well, they don't know how they time travel. Like, but there are events where like people have gone back in time. Yeah. Imperial citizens have gone back in time or into the future. Yeah, it's okay. happened. Not, not even okay. in the Horus Heresy. Yeah. Um, so, some but, of the perpetuals like travel through time and space. Yeah. So, from I think I came up with this idea more so than you, Christian. And then you definitely added on more of the descriptions to it. But like when I when I originally thought of this race, I wanted them to be like very grim dark in that they so they're an unknown race they could be human they could be tau they could be anything yeah, from i was gonna the say future. there's no description of them yeah they could be literally anything from the future and what they do is they send these robots or like energy crystals or i forget exactly how we describe them but like it depends on what models we finally yeah. decide on but either they'd be like almost energy beings or they'll be robots that they send back in time to fight like very specific battles that then change the course of the future but as but, with all time travel it never works so then they send another one back yeah and they just they're trying to mis fix this one mistake that they made many years ago but when they do that they constantly have to keep course correcting exactly they pull on another string yeah, so as now soon they as you mess with here. time once yeah it just mm -hmm. keeps collapsing it's, on it's just that eternal like they're never going to be able to fix what they messed so up so if i'm understanding this correctly yeah the person that i would see that yeah. with like the coronas symbol on it is not the coronas it's no. just their agent yeah, yeah. but you would have or know their that, tool of course yeah. yeah of course so technically we would never even see the race at all yeah, yeah. Because and then their whatever time travel they're doing either they're limited or they think it's too dangerous exactly so they send these things instead yeah. and the, uh, the, sorry go, okay the other cool thing too about them is that like they're also trying to fix other people's mistakes so and we can't know what it is that they're fixing they could have like you know if they're thousands of years in the future like maybe the tyranids did consume the galaxy and they're trying to stop yeah. that from happening or maybe the orcs took over the galaxy yeah. whatever it but is as soon as they there, end up fixing it something else screws up completely and they have to go back and fix yeah. it again or and sometimes they could even fight each other from the past 
So right. that's the other well, thing where they can fight themselves. you send one group f- to fix something, they fix it, only to realize it was a way worse thing. So exactly. you send a group back to, to stop stop yourself yeah. from yeah. doing and, the and thing. And you can send the same unit twice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's just this, like, never-ending grim-dark battle. Like so that. It's, yeah. it's, it's very only despairing yeah. for them, even, because even they No matter what they do. We can't, like, this is always a losing battle for yeah. them. Yeah. And uh, the one other thing that um, is we didn't write down is they have like every time they die they disappear like so you you can never study their bodies because anytime like yeah yeah there's nothing there's nothing there what if you were to keep one alive maybe they they have the ability to just disappear like it's just they'll they'll step back into time and space and you know and then like oh well what if i destroyed that like it's easy enough to just say that the people on the other end of the time gate. Yeah, they just recall it. Exactly. In my mind, it, it's almost like uh, the Protoss when they die in their spirit, the Zealots, their spirit disappears. Almost kind of like that, right? Like they, they get teleported away, whisked away, yeah. and then, you know, either come back to refix whatever it is that they screwed up yeah. or n- never come back. Cause, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So where do you get but the models it's, it's from? The, sorry, one more thing before I do models. Right. It's the ultimate troll race too, because it's even more trolly than orcs, where it's like, well, we fight, and even if we lose, we have a good time. But these guys are like, well, we fight, and even if we lose, we accomplished our, eject, our objective. Because yeah. you don't know what it is that they're like, doing. Exactly. Right, exactly. Like we yeah. wanted you to win because now you're more brave, and now you go to yeah. this and you fix. You know, it's like the ultimate troll race too. Um, the other quick thing too is, uh, and obviously the relationship with Eldar is because of the. The ability to tug on time and see the future, yeah. whereas they're operating in the future, doesn't stop them from fighting them at times if it, you know, is their objective. But if anything, I would think that they would uh, conflict oh, more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because like the elders always trying to bend fate to their yeah, will. But then they don't. They they're not able to like pick up on the time travels themselves. Exactly. They mess up their whole scheme. Yeah, exactly. So if anything, I think we should almost change that to be like they have. They're antagonistic. Yeah. 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 But almost unknowingly. Yeah. Well, I would say one-sided. Like yeah. the elder are specifically hostile towards them because they're they always appear with and mess with what they're trying to do. But the the chronosis don't care. They're just trying to fix whatever it is exactly. that they're trying to fix. So some terrible catastrophe. Yeah. There's almost like a Sisyphus kind of like thing yeah, to exactly. it, where it's like this eternal. You'll struggle. never win. No. Yeah. So rules for them, they're gonna be from the Necron Codex, and one of the main reasons we wanted this. We wanted them to have some type of like army wide, like like the reanimation protocol. Army wide yeah. save, where it's basically like there in their lore will be a rule where they seen like oh the bullet hit them, but they went back in time for a second and they reappeared and now the bullet missed them. Right. Like yeah. So, and we also wanted them to be. Um, more on the points heavy side of things we didn't want this to be like a horde army we wanted it to be like elite like uh advanced technology so that's kind of why we chose the necron and it would make sense to me because especially when you're talking time travel you're probably talking enormous amounts of energy like are you are you able to expend that much to send hundreds of people back or do you send really quality people like elite exactly right so the the specific rules that we're using are necron triarchs and triarch stalkers um, and the reason for this is once again because they're they're <laughs> super uh, elite, and they have like fast moving units. Like they have like their own like we almost pictured it as like instead of jump packs, it's like time jumps. Yeah. So they like, it, like yeah they're like skipping across the battlefield. Yeah. But um, if you've ever played the game Space Marine is on PS3 or Xbox, is it is it just called Space Marine? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
when you're fighting bloodletters and like you you're aiming at them, they're like pew, 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 and they like zip around like yeah. and they like warp in and out. Yeah, yeah like I picture that's how they move, like just warping in and yeah, out. Yeah, like, very like weird yeah. movements. Oh, that it's are in like, like a tra- trail. Yeah, almost. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I I picture them like that. Um, yeah. I'm about oh, okay. So the only thing we haven't fully decided on, I think, is um, the models. Christian has a view of them, and I have a different view of them. Yeah. You want to go on your view? Yeah. So maybe we'll put a poll up and see if people like what people like. I say this, I won't do it, but maybe people will talk to me about it. Maybe. I don't yeah. know. I get into some conversations. Your real fans will. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I have a following too. I have one fan out there. <laughs> um. So all regardless of which ones we end up actually deciding on, we're all going to be using Mantic Games models for these ones. Yeah. And uh, it's from their Dreadball range, actually. So they're not actually even combat units. They're from a space sports um so my my pick the way i pictured them is that they are a xenos race and uh they're very like frail and physically weak so they have a race called the uh fran tar philosophers and they (laughs) they wear like these big heavy robes they look very skinny and small and they're very like weak and what they actually do in my mind is that they're projecting psychically themselves through the warp into time and acting so it's not constructs they're sending like astral projections of of themselves back in time to accomplish whatever it is that they're trying to accomplish um and they're it's like playing a video game yeah almost like you enter the vr with your soul and if you lose you die (laughs) no you just get sent back yeah and then the uh the astral protected versions of themselves are the glambic ghosts um from the same dreadball range and they look almost like spiritual projections they look like ghosts they're really cool they're, they're like made of energy almost like the uh necron uh the Catan that are being held in stasis transcendence yeah where they have that like all that rippling energy they're like that but they're clear they're really cool okay. looking models cool. so that's like kind of how use one for a stand-in uh they're, they're mark small. They're, small. They're, they're like they're human sized yeah. yeah yeah that's pretty tiny yeah but yeah. that's kind so, of my so, yeah, interpretation you picture them more as like the actual race is sending some type of like maybe not psychic but some type a projection of, back of in time, yeah. Of it, energy, it's like a previous time of themselves, like a previous version. Yeah, and sort of. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. 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 Um. The the only reason why I don't like it is I'm just not sold on the models. Like they just don't quite do it for you. They just don't quite do it for me. Yeah, but, that's fair. Yeah. Well, so, well, you said you've had trouble getting it up, anyways. So. Yeah, I've never. <laughs> I haven't had it up in seven years. It's tough out there for just a Warhammer guy. <laughs> yeah. Um. But they're cool. Like, I like the lore of it. I'm just not. Maybe I need to see one of the models actually painted up, and then, or just holding the model. Yeah. And then it would do it for me. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But what's your version of it? So mine would be from Manta Games, like we said, from their Warpath, um, Astarians, Astarians, uh, faction. A- Astarians. Yeah, and they have more of like uh the robotic look. Uh, they have a bunch of different models. They uh have some that are like unarmored and we wouldn't be using them we'd be using more yeah. of like the, the unarmored version of themselves look a lot like eldar but they yeah. have these like robotic minions that they use yeah so we would use them but like they're very sleek looking but like uh mechanical like yeah they they almost have a mass effect uh what do you call the race that's trying to kill everything the single eyes i don't i don't remember but oh, you know like it's the a, reapers yeah the reapers yeah, they yeah. almost have a reaper feel to them they're not quite there but they have that kind of almost robotic look to them. Really? Yeah. I kind of see Tau. What? 
maybe a little bit with like the sleek elegant but like the tower ears, more like, like skinny, they make me think of the drones like, the tower more like bulky and like the battle seats are like bulky where yeah. these are like sleek like eldar like wraith guard yeah no i can see both comparisons yeah um so either way that the lore <laughs> won't really change that much but uh yeah so uh for influences for this race um for my version of it i obviously drew a lot from like shaolin monks and buddhist temples especially with the guys with like the robes and things and like they live kind of isolated and then they send these astral projections of themselves out to do whatever they need to get done um other influences obviously anything with time travel uh what's that and edge of tomorrow That's i think that's such a good movie i think that movie actually came out after we did this so i don't think we necessarily drew inspiration from it but it's kind of cool like it's it's out there it's a thing now on the terms of drawing inspiration or did we travel I back in time and my then imagination they... for my inspiration okay. or my subconscious mark uh, which is fueled by, by all the movies you've ever seen yeah. so yeah yeah and books i've read right yeah. um the <laughs> all other, of them all of them the other small kind of influences are like the watchers from marvel comics those little blue alien guys that are like super ancient they kind of observe they, the universe don't they determine the ring for yeah the... they they determine like the green lantern core right. rings and uh the other lantern cores but yeah it's kind of like they're kind of observing the galaxy and trying to like shape it at least in our case towards like the goal of the future that they want to see um we did have like a precedent for time travel in 40k with the inquisition's order chronos which it'd be cool if you did like a like, side game where they're like fighting each other you know for all we know though it could this be them. is the order chronos maybe they've come back to fix, fix something yeah because they went forward and they were lost yeah like or like so far in the future they're like oh man like we did something terrible <laughs> yeah yeah we need to fix this so, and go yeah. back so there's a lot of like I, I, I like that cool flavor you can pull out of it the mystery yeah. of the, it. and what, like, like i almost our... want to leave the mystery there and like oh, we all have our own interpretation because that's what makes them cool yeah. is that we don't know why they keep coming back what it is they're trying to fix and even who they are really yeah. on our last episode the harlequin episode with peter that's one of the things that draws peter to the harlequins is that there's so much untapped uh, knowledge there that yeah. you can fill in. Yeah, and you don't want to just come out and say, like, no, this is the way things are. Yeah, screw exactly. you. So I think that's pretty much all on them. Like, obviously, there's some Terminator, like the movie Terminator. Yeah, going back in time like, and sure. stuff like that with the robots. Yeah, but um, next one. Jordan, you want to read one? Uh, sure. Uh, the Sahalan? Yes. Think muslim <laughs> okay. think desert people the sahalan are reptilian species who had reached their zenith between the fall of the eldar and the time of the great crusade they are physically they are a physically gifted race they worship the old ones as gods and see themselves as their chosen race and as such are meant to be the inheritors of the universe their faith is expressed through radical devotion and uncompromising force to bring other races to compliance with their beliefs though they have been known to convert followers to sub subservient roles within their religious hierarchy, they are unwilling to tolerate the survival of humanity as a grudge from the days of the Great Crusade. Their weapons and technology, include space, including spacecraft, are very advanced and appear to be reverse-engineered from Old One technology. They appear to have a propensity towards stable plasma and energy technology, as well as energy shielding. Legend holds that the Sahalan had helped humanity in their struggle against the men of iron before the Age of Strife. They had soon lost contact with humanity during the Age of Strife, and when humanity had reemerged, they had engaged in the, genocide, in the, the genocidal campaign. 
offended that their assistance had been forgotten and vowed to exterminate humanity for their betrayal. Thousands of years later, during the Great Crusade, the Sahalan Empire was destroyed. The warrior of the Sahalan, despite Sahalan, <laughs> Sahalan. Yeah, there you go. Sahalan. There you go. Now you're getting it. I don't know if you should take linguistic lessons from Mark. <laughs> from Mark. <laughs> uh, the warrior of the Sahalan, <laughs> despite their advanced technology, the small, slender race of lizards were no match for the forces of the Imperium. It was during the breaking of the Empire that the Sahalan uh, were forced to go into hiding in deep underground vaults, relics of the old ones, on their home worlds. During this time, they discovered within the Grand Vault the knowledge and technology to manipulate and enhance their genome. Through these methods, they went... They began to produce fierce, large warriors superior than their unmodified kin in every way. These changes created a split between the remnants of the empire. Half of the survivors rejected the old ways and the worship of the old gods and adopted a new religion, worshipping the great feathered prophet Zinched. Uh, they would start mystic cults favoring their new god being promised their next stage of evolution as avian creatures and masters of their physical psychic potential these cults are heretical to the followers of the old ones the old gods and are stamped out where they are found the followers of the old gods suspect and equally despise the taint of chaos within these cults the sahalan uh, psychic potential has also opened them to manipulation by corn and clans of raving berserkers who are persecuted with equal fervor. Within the worship of the old gods, there exists a small conclave of unmodified Sahalan uh, who rule as a theocratic voice and the will of the gods with their modified kin as a, war as a warrior caste used to subjugate the general population of genetically unmodified Sahalan as pseudo-willing slaves. These power structures often lead to some lead some to defect to the cult in a quest to achieve their full evolutionary potential as promised by the cult leaders through the power of the warp. They have been known to cooperate with the Eldar at times as they have respect for the old ones if not religious devotion. This is ex acceptable to the Sahalan for the purposes of pursuing mutual interests from time to time. They also have particular enmity towards the Tao, who they see as would-be conquerors and enslavers as the Imperium of Man before them. Few less religious loan operators or mercenary groups have been employed by various factions in the galaxy from time to time. Because of their psychic, psychic aptitude, the Sahalan have also been vulnerable to the predations of chaos and have resulted in the fall of many of the lure of corn, slanesh, and nurgle. That one's a lot longer than the other ones. <laughs> yeah. Lots of uh, religious undertones there. Lots of inspiration was taken. Well, we'll get there in a second. Let's talk about their models first, and then I'll get Do you remember there was a... What was that minor Xenos that was also a lizard-like? And they had like... A Torellian dog lizards? No, they had they had dog like guns. Dog on, they're almost more like salamanders. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah they, they had, had the gun, the gun on and they walk. Yeah. Oh, Quetz Quetzals. Yeah, yeah. Quetzals. Okay. I surprised you remember that, but yeah, I remember them because they have a weird name, mm. and they but, make me think of like a uh, like the Amazon, not an Amazon, Mexican, 
It's that's Aztec. Very, yeah. Like they have a very. I'm almost cu- curious with this. So they at one time were allied with with uh, the Imperium of Man. So during the Age of Strife, when they had the Men of Iron, the Dark Age, like yeah. those AIs that basically almost wiped out all life in the galaxy, all the races basically banded together to fight them off. And, so and even like, if you didn't technically band with them, you were yeah, working. You had a mutual enemy. Goal. Yeah, right. it was more of a peace tree between everyone except for a, yeah, a temporary yeah. ceasefire. And this was before even the Emperor. So this is before like. So are these like repti- is, reptilians? Yeah. So in the sense of like. Hillary. <laughs> no, not that. Kind I of knew that's time. where you were gonna go with that. No, I'm just saying. I'm just you know, yeah. lizard people. Lizard yeah. people. Uh, well, Alex Jones. <laughs> the frogs. The turning the frogs gay, Jordan. No. Frogs gay. Um, they're so the model ranger games workshops lizardmen and skinks. Um, yeah. So what in their lore? Yeah. There was like yeah, two classes that... Uh, yeah, there's the genetically modified and then the unmodified versions of the race. Yeah, so, so the unmodified is obviously the... The skinks, and then they've manipulated their own genome, and then they've made like... The way I picture it is almost like they're the equivalent to space marines in their race. Like, yeah. They've gone in, messed with their genetics. They've made a superior version of themselves yeah. to create this warrior cast. But that cast actually ends up taking over. Yeah, and... Unlike the space marines. Yeah, exactly. But, the space marines more serve humanity and are like have that mutual interest and respect, whereas... Yeah. This warrior cast is like, well, we're better than you. We're just going to take over. Of course. Over. Why would we bother listening to you? Yeah, absolutely. When we're yeah. better in every way. Yeah. So for... Which some say the Space Marines should have done in the beginning. But hey, who am I? And uh, they all turned to chaos, Eric. And we're over by the good guys. Half. <laughs> Not appropriate on the mic. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> just Eric made me sick, so I vomited a little on the mic. It's blasphemous. Uh, do you want to talk about the rules? I was yeah, a little so, bit dodgy on this No, one. so I, I, I know. So... We, when we made stuff, we wanted stuff to be compare. We we said that I said this before. We wanted them to be comparable to Space Marines, but not necessarily better than them, but kind of on that same tier. So, like we have the the higher up class. Do we ever have a name for them? Like the I, didn't, I never modified. named them anything. Yeah. Different. So we have the genetically modified class, which we're gonna count as orc bo- or orc knobs, because uh, they're they're kind of they're big they're strong they're genetically modified they got like two wounds two attacks you know like they're tough they, they're tough they they would be a match for a space marine yeah um the other thing we would be using is grots so uh so which would represent the, the skin yeah exactly yeah. so what's what kind of ratio are you looking for a lot like a big ratio i'm talking like uh five to one five Grots, yeah, five small ones to the big ones. So, is in this scenario, and this is definitely the more feel I get because these guys um, really do view themselves as better. So, yeah. I know you said like pseudo willing slaves. Yeah, I don't get that feel. What the feel I get is like you are like if you're coexisting, it's because like you truly want to be that. You want to be the lizard man. You don't want to stay a skink. And in order to become the lizard man, like you are a will, like you are a slave, and you're treated as like a second class citizen, right? Because you said there's two different factions for the culture, right? There's those who still worship like the old ways, which is yeah. the vast majority of them. Yeah. And then there's those who have given themselves up to chaos. Yeah. And those you'd have much more of those ones who have changed in that cult, right? No, no, no. Like, they're genetically manipulating themselves, like, using science. Not through change. No. that That's a sub-faction that's, like, 
that that was just a reason for them to fight themselves is what I was getting at with that. Um, but that the dominant culture, oh, okay. the majority so, culture. So are the knobs like the leaders? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have enslaved. I guess you the walked race. out and grabbed the pop when yeah, when, when we were talking about it. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I'll get. If you were here, don't worry. Can... I had read it all before. <laughs> yeah. You studied it intimately. But uh, yeah, no, like the 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 bigger ones are definitely the lords, and like they're definitely pushing around the little ones, and like there's nothing the little ones can do. Like yeah, but in some ways, like there's there's the physical manipulation, but there that's where it's like pseudo willingness because if they can also like religiously manipulate them and be like that's the other thing. Because yeah. if you picked up, they're very religious. Yeah, exactly. So that's the driver for the like the little ones. Like oh yeah, like this is the gods have ordered them to enslave us, so we're yeah. we're willing slaves kind yeah. of thing. Right? Yeah. So and it, it is definitely an old one type of religion. Yeah, so they definitely worship the old ones, and they worship that kind of technology and things like that. Um, and they, yeah, they they see themselves as like the inheritors of the galaxy. They're the the extended race of yeah. the old ones. It, it, I don't know how official the old one artwork is. That I'm looking at. Yeah, it was like so, a lizard man <laughs> way back in the day. It, yeah, it was. They've uh, been described as like lizard creatures. They're not. Okay, so here's here's the like, thing with that. So they're described as having a cold blooded intelligence. No, what they that are means. Physically described as being lizards. There's a are couple they? different yes. sources. Yeah, that and I know there was that old artwork other, that yeah. showed them as like and a the, slan mage priest, and yeah. even yes. in Warhammer, uh, like fantasy. There was always that, like, well, they could well, space travel and if, stuff. If you yeah. look at did. old ones on Lexicanum, like, the disambiguation is sea slan. Yeah. yeah. So, and the, again, like, where would we be getting this now? Like, what is the actual source of this? Yeah, and how old is the source is the other key, too, because... Yeah, yeah. Because it's it could no longer be day, you basically just it's right not it canon off. anymore. Yeah. yeah, like even though they don't. But we still it. wanted to make a callback to that yeah. time and but, that stuff. But yeah. and that's why uh, some of our lore is kind of dodgy too. Like on purpose, it's like do you this know, is an old religion, exactly. Yeah. But uh, the reason why they are super religious and because like they almost view themselves in my mind, anyways, as like direct descendants as the old ones. Yeah, like, it, well, that's exactly, it. and that's why they feel and, like they're lords over the galaxy. Yeah, and like even entitled. more so than like the Eldar. Like it's not even like that they were created by. Yeah, it's like we are the old ones incarnate. Yeah, exactly, it's, it's kind of like a divine right of kings. Exactly. Well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they they are they're entitled to the. Even though the really galaxy. in reality they're they're not nothing. <laughs> yeah, they might <laughs> on the grand they, scale. They might be nothing. Yeah. And oh, like and they're nothing compared to what the old ones were. Like yeah. they don't have that level of technology or even like we don't know what their physical prowess was, but yeah. they're still that's how they see themselves, right? Yeah. Um so obviously the influences that come from them, a lot of their advanced technology and religious uh zeal. Um from other sci fi is like the Protoss. Um I picture them using like energy weapons and like having golden armor kind of stuff I, yeah yeah I like it's on the models the, i want to go oh, back okay. to the models because we never yeah, yeah, yeah. we okay, said yeah we're on. using lizard men and games, yeah, yeah but like obviously we're gonna do heavy kit bashing with them and one of the things that we're gonna do on the big guys is we're gonna give them all we found these like think almost like powered wolverine claws lightning claws essentially yeah, but, but they have like an energy blade more than like and, and it's not blade. like a giant fist it's more like almost like it comes from the wrist it's, it's like, like a lightsaber yeah. Uh, no. no, no. How many more comparisons can I make that you none? Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. Just stop it. It's like the Knights of Ren. <laughs> oh. Okay, oh my God! Flip the table, somebody. <laughs> um, yeah, but like it, it's it's not so much like lightning claws, like where it's a, th- this big bulky encasement. Yeah. it's almost like it's slender and sleek, and yeah. just comes from the wrist. It's lightning cloth that's been oh, touched by Jokero yeah. technology. Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> miniaturized. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Ding ding, you got one. Um, so yeah, the knobs are the knobs are going to be equipped with like this like super 
like close combat like uh power claws essentially um are the lizard men what we saw at GrotzCon? yes oh those were so well painted they were i do very have, good we have a picture of those actually in the album i added yeah like it's so well done didn't do it justice but it, it was really a good picture it. but like yeah, yeah. um yeah, we spent a good amount of time staring yeah. at those models. So, and then alternative, also like what Christian said, he pictures them like wearing like gold armor. Yeah. Um, so we'll just find some like armor plates, exactly. Yeah, like they get, look kind of sci-fi-ish, and yeah, s- give them some them. shoulder plates and maybe. Yeah. A sh- well, yeah, they won't be so naked. Is yeah. kind of thing we're trying to get away from. Yeah. The but, other thing the models have is they have like that crest, and a lot of them are armored, so we'll carry that. Yeah. In gold and yeah, exactly. And they do have like little armor decorations on the spikes on their back and things like that. Yeah. So like it's there. We just got to add to it. A yeah. Little and bit. then as for like the the little guys, like I'm not totally sure how we're gonna convert them. We need to find like some type of guns, like, gun, little yeah. tiny gun that they can all kind of have, which. It's not going to be hard. It's just a matter of actually finding yeah. it. Yeah, there's and lots of third-party suppliers. Think feels right. With yeah. Exactly for like tech and what the gun looks like. Obviously, yeah. you're not going to get little bolt pistols. guns on them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, but the the model is pretty well there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's going to be cool. Like, I we never really said this at the very beginning either. The one thing we wanted all of our shelf armies to be is different. Like, we wanted each one to play differently. Like, because a lot of armies, like you can make two armies that essentially are the same, even if even from if the same di- faction, even, yeah, or even from different codex, you can still make them play the feel same. the same, yeah. yeah, play the same. So these ones differ from our regular orcs, where a regular regular orc army is just like the green tide. It's just like a horde, a close 60, combat yeah, horde, exactly. Yeah. Where this one is going to be filled with knobs and those grots, yeah. So, so yeah. it's like a small weak horde. Are yeah. you guys including HQs in these? Some will, some will. Yeah, it is depends on points. Um, you could if you yeah. wanted like if, to. If we did, would, would you model it after a war boss? I don't think it would have war boss rules. It, it might be like a, a boss like, knob. but Or maybe a mech. Oh, or actually, maybe, yeah. maybe a weird yeah, boy. Like, like, like a weird there's, boy there's would a lot. Oh, yeah, psychic power. I think we're already using a weird boy's rules for another army's HQ. Maybe. Um, we'll, we'll look we, into. I was it. just yeah. curious about yeah, what like, they, like what they would consider. There's, there's as, definitely like, their potential leader. there. Yeah. Like we're we're kind of doing them one at army at a do time. You, we have our lore, and then it, then we'll really get every bit. Like, do you feel that you've missed out on playing to their psychic potential because the orcs don't really have like that kind of psychic flavor in their combat? So like your lore, like your story behind them, I think is actually quite nice mm-hmm. and like has good flavor. But do you feel like you've added all that potential power and ability onto the tabletop? So the way I kind of see it is not all of them are psychic, more like the leaders are psychic. Or it's like humanity, like, yeah, like you have strong psychers, but all humans have a presence in the war. Yeah. But it doesn't mean they're uh, running around shooting fireballs out of their Yeah, hands. and like the genetically modified class which are the the big warriors that we're using, the knobs rules, like, they're not psychic. Like, they, they don't have psychic powers. Yeah. Because they're, they're genetically bred to be, like, these vicious physical fighters. Warriors. Physical warriors. Yeah. And then the little guys, the grots, I keep bumping that. I know. Uh, the little guys, they're just cannon fodder, essentially. Like, they're these, like, zealous little, like, slaves. Yeah. You know, like, they're not, they're not launching warp blasts and doing all that kind of stuff. Right? Yeah. Okay. So, so their leadership so, cast probably uses, like, lots of warp. So would you say their leadership cast is, like, the small guys or the big guys? The big guys. Like, they've taken over. Oh, okay. Like. So are they, at this point, are they almost trying to get rid of the small guys? No, it's just. You use them. Like, why wouldn't you if they're a 
willing labor force or unwilling. Well, you Clearly, could, you, Eric's never subjugated. Another no, it's unbelievable. Like, <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't get, it. get it. You could turn them into the big guys. No, well, there could be like limitations on genetic like modification and like maybe they're too old now. Yeah, or it's, maybe it's like the same reason it, why why does humanity not make turn everyone, everyone into space marines? Like, yeah. Well, they they could. they don't. Eric, enough of you. They can't. <laughs> but I'm I'm not saying yeah. like immediately. I'm saying like if you were to look ahead. Two, six, yeah. ten generations from now, wouldn't maybe, they start but the, maybe, but the warrior cast doesn't want to do that because then they would lose control. Yeah, like they have no one to lord over. Yeah, so it is like that. They want to feel the power of, of being having in charge of having the subjugated race. And yeah, because so, like everything is like it's not that they actually too. care for like their race as a whole. They just no, it's they, like their personal they, gain. They do. It's like so they're super religious and over like like they're essentially sixty million years old. The religion is just like. Um, it's made it so that the bigger guys are seen as closer to, to the gods, to the gods, and then I'm trying to formulate my thoughts exactly. Well, this is all brand new territory, so yeah, yeah. like I'm just yeah. I'm wondering like how I would want to view them, or if I was to be one of them. Okay, so what would my so, viewpoints be? So the the bigger ones are closer to the gods, so the littler ones, like yeah, they're descendants of the gods but it's like that next step so in in a sense that they worship them but not necessarily they see him as better but not necessarily worship but they do sure kind of yeah worship. almost like you guys are you guys have a better life because you're closer to the gods yeah so does that mean they aspire to be that yeah but, but they, in, can. they can't they, like you can't just like go into your genetics and just mean oh i'm just gonna make myself bigger and no but you now. could say like oh like my my child three generations from now will be a part of that but because they, it's but all they through they it's don't. all through the manipulation but they the, the warrior cast doesn't want they're not to just gonna willy-nilly yeah. just start so because it is the carrot that they're holding in front of that. i don't even know if it's a carrot like yeah, it's just you exist as a lower so how do you become the small guy to the big guy you don't it's not an ev- it's not an evolutionary thing on an individual basis it's like the big guys now exist and they keep producing their own big guys right but and the little they, guys you're produce. saying they had the technology to do it so why wouldn't they continue to do because it. it's like that whole religious thing like it's not only control like we're better they also don't want people to be into that better rank with them yeah but like they don't want but if, if they don't want all these religious thing all these guys that are closer like yeah they are hoarding so what's, power what's for themselves. the hope what's what's the reason for the small ones to be the slaves why because they're pre- subjugated how do you not get this they're subjugated <laughs> no, and of, they worship the bigger guys part of what you're saying is that they're slaves and part of what you're saying is, is that they're willing and you can't have both yes you, you can. can no if you're society you are a jordan, slave jordan, jordan, you can have if both you are a slave you Why can't be you willing no a, you a always have a choice willing. the you, best you, slaves are willing slaves because you don't have to worry about them ultimately you revolting. are though yeah ultimately no, yes. ultimately slavery is a choice you can always upride <laughs> okay, no, Kanye, no 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 Kanye West <laughs> like you can you can fight back you will get killed but you always have that choice not saying that no I just I don't like, see that the in an ultimate like, like in an ultimate, ultimate sense. sense yeah but I do I do not see the reason um for like if okay if they if they one day chose to stop obeying, yeah, uh, but they won't because of the religion. But the religion didn't exist with these big things until recently. No, no, no. The religion has been around for a no, while. No, but the religion has. But nowhere in the original religion was it like, oh, half of you are deemed to be this all powerful, and half of you are deemed to be low. But forever. the nice thing about religion is you can bend and twist it to whoever is the one who is in charge. They seem like such. Um, like careful people and so psychically attuned, like 
You can that's easily weed out the lies from the truth. N- no, then, now you're reading into things like Well, yourself. that's what I'm trying to understand. You're projecting things. And I don't yeah. I just don't get that. Like I'm missing something here. There's a slave class and there's a warrior cat class that, that rules, rules over, over them. It, and they all worship the slan. But the warrior class is even closer to the slan. So as like a sign of respect, the smaller class while they're slaves. They, they accept still, their role in life. Yeah. Because like they, they discover it's like everybody has the knowledge and technology to manipulate and enhance their genome. Why don't they, they continue to do okay, this? Because then, if a you small make every- cadre of the best scientists <laughs> discovered this and did it to a small group of so, them and elevated themselves and kept that knowledge to themselves, like just because one scientist discovers. Do you know how uh, nuclear technology works, Eric? Is there a small cadre of scientists that know how it works? Yes. Well, like if I told you to build a nuclear, the if I told you to build a nuclear reactor right now, could you do it? Yes, YouTube is amazing. <laughs> no, Honestly, you probably you probably could not. You just, I don't have access to the materials. Okay, I'm sure someone thinks very highly of himself, but nuclear, but here's the like point: fission and fu- like it's not right. But the human race it's has not difficult to understand. Eric, yeah, but human the human device level. that that can actually do you know? Do you know how the the was it the Fat Boy, the original <laughs> nuclear bomb? It was a uranium bullet fired into a uranium plate, and that was their nuclear reaction. Okay. It was about finding the correct activated uranium that was super difficult in order that would create the explosion when the molecule started f- fusing. That was what was difficult. So anyway, in itself is very simple. Are you, ad- are you admitting? I think the government wants to talk with you, Eric. <laughs> no, but all I'm saying is, I think you picked a bad example because the theory is simple. No, it's well, the human race has access to nuclear technology, but us as a group of individuals cannot build a nuclear right. reactor. I don't care what you say, Eric. You cannot build a nuclear reactor. <laughs> don't tell me what I can and cannot do. Nine right. times out of ten, you can't. <laughs> but that one time, that one time, and everyone is screwed. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it's just like. It's, I think it's, it's all, fairly straightforward. Yeah, I think honestly, it's just an Eric yeah. thing right now. I think so, too. I don't know. Did you have a rough day at work, Eric, and now you're getting grumpy? <laughs> I mean, I always have a rough day at work. Oh, yeah? Working yeah. is a rough day. Sitting at that office chair, fucking tough. Eh? Moving around, <coughs> piles of money, digitally <laughs> instead of physically. Fucking tough. <laughs> rough. Even like, how many hours His how fingertips many hours are callous. Let, let me tell you. Let me tell you something oh that God. happened this week. Yeah, do share them. So, um... A, a package came to the branch and it had my name on it. And I'm like, oh, like, oh, oh I, sweet. I must have the ordered. The uranium arrived so now <laughs> I can build my, my reactor bomb in the <laughs> bank. In the bank. <laughs> I, I figured like, the safe will be the perfect spot to build it. <laughs> to right. detonate it's, it's, it. It's lined with lead. What could possibly <laughs> go wrong? Uh, no, I was like, oh, it's odd. Like, I don't remember ordering anything. And I crack open this box. And what is in it? Bubble wrap. Perfect. It's a box of bubble wrap. It literally had <laughs> bubble wrap in it. I'm staring at it. One of the other managers comes by and she's like, "Oh, like, did you order something?" And I was like, "Apparently." And she like looks at the invoice. She looks at the box. She's like, "What kind of moron are you right now, Eric?" And I was like, "I don't know." That thing sat in the back office for like five days before it finally clicked what it was for. What was it? I I was trying to ship some piece of equipment out of the branch and I. Uh, apparently, I needed that to put it in to ship it Sounds in. Sounds like you're doing a legal activity. I'm just trying to <laughs> ship some things out of the bank, out of the bank through the mail. And through here, mail. Eric thinks he can build a nuclear. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even understand the mail system. Yeah, no, it was. Oh dear it was goodness! Just, everyone was like, "Did you really order a box of bubble wrap, Eric?" It's like, yes, I <laughs> yes, did. I did. <laughs> 
Yeah. Huh. Glad to hear that my <laughs> banking money, our Lorehammer banking account, is paying for some of your. Someone has to pay for my paycheck. <laughs> That's it. Stuffing all my money under my mattress again to protect, <laughs> to protect against inflation. That's. So the next oh, race. We, oh, we, oh you yeah. Just, just a quick little thing on like the influence then for the race. So yeah, we obviously sorry. have the Warhammer Forty or Warhammer Fantasy influences. We talked about the old one stuff. Um, a little bit of the culture. There's obviously some Halo esque like religious zealotry going on in there, especially with the like the elite grunt kind of relationship. Yeah. About how I picture like the big, big brute lizards ruling over like the smaller lizards. There, yeah. If you've played Halo, that's that's the kind of relationship we got going. Halo on. is like a really dumb game. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Let's play Halo. <laughs> Unless it's uh, Halo uh, Wars. ODST. OD, oh yeah, ODST. ODST <laughs> is fantastic. Probably the best one. Yeah. yeah. Shut up and the get only out. Only one. Okay. Yeah. It's the only one worth playing. Yeah. Yeah, and then the historical ties, obviously. Um, I'm all about Call of Duty. Oh, it's oh, way even better than even Halo. Worse than <laughs> um, any Call of Duty player can beat any Halo player. It's not even a unless contest. one's playing on PC and one's playing <laughs> no, on PlayStation. Call, if you're if you're PC playing Master Call of Duty <laughs> on anything other than PC, what are you doing with your life? What are you doing playing Call of Duty to begin with? Yeah, because it's true. a way better game than anything else. Eric's 47 Prestige. <laughs> yeah. Bitch. <laughs> I'll watch you next time you live stream. I'll be your one Uh-oh. fan. <laughs> He's going to see I was live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so the historical ties, like I said, most of these races have historical ties. There's a very strong, like, uh, from the Crusade era, the Imperium obviously represents... Like you have Black Templars and stuff, very like, and uh, the Dark Angels, very knightly orders. This is kind of like a Saracen influence, um, so you can have that like East versus West kind of Crusade era stuff going on. Uh, and their name, for, their name is actually uh, Arabic for giant lizard or lizard. Um, and the final thing about them that I completely forgot. What was it? <laughs> Moving well, right along. if I could remember, Eric, I would. Uh, I would say. Sounds so. like you should have wrote some notes, Christian. Mm, almost like I wrote this entire episode. It's a bonus episode. Don't oh yeah, pat no. yourself on the back too much. So, uh, <laughs> uh, a lot of the the dr- evolutionary drive, like you see that a lot. Um, that comes a lot from like dinosaurs and birds. I, I kind of like that from like real. Yeah, life. I noticed you did sneak in that whole feather thing. That yeah. And I wasn't quite sure. Yeah, so it's like a little it. a little nod to like, you know, birds and dinosaurs in that relationship. And they sure. kind of see themselves as like that's their next stage. And then the cool mm. thing is change's yeah, it just fits form right is in often bird like. So that yeah. that's how change can manipulate them. Like that's their end game yeah. desire to evolve to. And that's also why they play around with their genetics because they're like, let's make ourselves better, right? Yeah. So so it's kind of a cool little nod to real life as well. Hmm. That's all. Cool. All right. I like them. Yeah, I, I like them a lot. I, I personally, they're I, one of my favorite races yeah. on this whole list. It, it's just another race that is like super religious, where you just can't yeah. even argue it. Yeah, and like, they're like super fanatical, which yeah, I like. Because exactly. then, they, yeah, you throw them in with a bunch of space marines, you're gonna have a fight. There's yeah. no, there's no, there's conversation. no talking it out. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Then who's who's doing the next race? I'll do the next one. I guess. Okay. Okay. So the next one we have is the Torox. Now I do want to say we named this before the freaking vehicle came out. First of all. Yeah, the yeah the Torox, Scion. Scion's but vehicle. whatever, things can have multiple names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it could be that the Imperium named the vehicle after the race, or the race was named after the vehicle. Like, because this would be like the Gothic version name for yeah. it. So it would make sense. Like, all these guys are like big heavy hitters, like a truck. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yes. <laughs> um, so you like a truck. So the, okay. The Torox are a mostly peaceful race in tune with nature and having no particular enmity for the varying <laughs> races of the galaxy at large. 
This outlook has been steadily ingrained over the Turoks by the ruling council of shamanistic chiefs. Powerful psychers who are naturally in tune with the ebbs and flow of the warp through a disciplined order of psychic practitioners. The Turoks have taken great pains to structure their society and tame their primitive natures. Naturally, the Turoks are very aggressive and inclined to bouts of animalistic violence. The Turoks Council had descended, deemed it necessary to repress their inner savage nature and hone their psychic potential to fuel their technology. This came as a result of the constant tribal warfare the Turoks were prone to in the past, which almost led to the extinction of their race as prolonged wars were fought and their bloodthirsty nature compelled them to exterminate opposing tribes. That was a mouthful. The council united many tribes and adopted a religion of peaceful coexistence with nature, an aspect of which it is found and accepted stability in the warp as a warp is understood as an extension of nature. Though they often refer peace Often refer peace. Prefer. Prefer. Oh man, Mark's infectious. Nope, nope. That's <laughs> that's a that typo. You wrote that wrong. <laughs> prefer peace as to not invite their animal rage. The Turoks have also been known to be clouded by self-righteous violence, exterminating any who threaten the stability of the warp. Therefore, they are often at odds with psychers of other races, often dispatching hunter teams to kill psychers and exterminate any who contribute to instability. They have a particular enmity with the Eldar, who they see as having caused the birth of a god, Slanesh, the ultimate act of destabilization, and see the psychic potential of the whole race as a threat. Technologically, the Turoks have developed advanced weapons and fleets that rely on warp-based technology. Though it is often unstable, the warriors or pilots using the technology can better channel warp energies with discipline and willpower to help offset the, the often unruly nature of warpcraft. The symbiosis of technology and warp energy has made the Turoks particularly hated among Xenos breeds by the Imperium and inert technologies often destroyed or locked away as it's perceived as tainted. Despite this, they are willing to take whatever means necessary to retain their stability, including using force inclu- including force to regain balance in the warp or to maintain the status quo. Their weaponry is based around psychic technology, is prone to instability, and the user is not disciplined or distracted while in use. The Turoks Council was not successful in, un- in uniting all the tribes of their worlds, however, and there remain smaller clans who embrace the old ways of violence and brutality. Due to their psychic ability, they often succumb to the whispers of chaos and are... Sorry, corn. Corn. Well, chaos generally, but yes, corn. And it cites greater and greater acts of violence. They've also been known to fall prey to the machinations of change, becoming corrupted wizards, and at times, um, and often less so, they have fallen to disease of Nurgle and the excesses of Slanesh. The Turoks Council prefer peace over war, but will intervene in galactic affairs when they feel the balance of the warp is threatened. So, um... Have you ever heard of Torrens? Obviously a big influence. Azeroth. <laughs> Actually, I never thought about them when we were really? making this one. Oh, the whole like, obviously, thing. Yeah, obviously it's... I, I was definitely thinking more... Like, obviously, it's the exact same thing. I was thinking but Jedis. Yeah, like, that's really? what we were going that for. That was actually yeah, the big influence. That's what we were cool. more yeah. going for. Well, you can tell what I have spent my time doing. Yeah, <laughs> no, and it's, it's, a, it's a good it's, it's reference. It's definitely there, sure. yeah. Um, yeah, because these are described as, like, like Torrin, essentially. Like, they're yeah. peaceful. Yeah. And Oxmen. Yeah. Try, trying to do their best to, like, live, like, a balanced life. Yeah. And making and that's, sure. Is that what their uh, models look like? Well, yes, they, they they're oxmen. Okay. Jump into so it. Yeah, it's we'll it's the beastmen it. range from Games Workshop. Um, but what we've done is we've uh, tried to update their technology because uh, obviously Warhammer Fantasy is fantasy. So we brought in a lot of like the Tau stealth suit legs who have hooves but are like 
advanced tech. And then yeah. we're going to make Yeah, so we'll them. take them. Then we'll take like a third party Space Marine torso. Yeah. So it'll look different than like it won't have Aquilas on it or anything like that. Yeah. And then we'll do that. And then the arms will be bare. And then they'll have a Beastman head on it. Yeah. Okay, cool. So they'll have like pretty cool advanced tech. Yeah. Um, um, their guns, they're all going to be wielding like um, like just a two handed rifle. So. What would, it, what would it equate to? Well, we'll get to it. But yeah, that's kind of what they're going to look like. They're going to have power armored torso, legs, stealth suit, towel legs. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge kit bash. Yeah. They're going to be a, yeah, that's like the, six different things. Yeah, this and the styling. <laughs> um, they're, they're both going to be good. But yeah. Um, so, rules wise, they're going to be using orc flash kits. And uh, the reason for this is because, like we were talking, like they use warp technology, but like. It's unreliable. It's unreliable, and they have to focus to use it. Flash kits, their rules is like you roll a dice, and that that'll determine how powerful your gun is. So it's yeah, like sometimes it could be, it'll be like a las gun, or it can be as powerful as a las cannon. Yeah, right. And it's totally random based on dice. So that that goes back to their whole their weapon works a lot depends on yeah. their own balance their and their own, own yeah well yeah. and even yeah, their exactly. their accuracy of the weapons yeah. too may may or may not be great because orcs don't yeah. always have the greatest ballistic skill yeah but the the other reason why we chose these guys is because um like if you look at them like they're they're supposed to be more physically imposing than a human so you need that strength for toughness for yeah so physically they're still powerful but they they try to keep out of close combat because they don't want to descend into their brutal nature yeah um, obvious influences Warhammer Fantasy the Beastmen are very brutal and savage in Warhammer Fantasy so we kind of like flip that on its head by making them trying to be peace loving and stuff we did write there's obviously War- World of Warcraft influences um, some Native American culture stuff that obviously comes with that as well but the biggest things are just like Star Wars Jedi and Buddhism with the whole like they see the warp as being chaotic and they're trying to bring balance right the way the Jedi are trying to bring balance to the force they're trying to bring balance to the warp yeah. And in that balance, it creates stability. Hubris. Yeah. And whether or not they're successful is like completely up in the air. And that's why they also like hunt down other psychers because they're like, they're not balanced. They're going to be a threat. So, Exterminate so them. hubris. So <laughs> we didn't want them to be just good guys. You know, you can't have such things. Exactly. Yeah. So they're, they're very like hostile towards other psychers and psychic races. If you don't get in line with their program, you're getting exterminated. Right, yeah. I mean, it makes um, complete sense. What one side note for models is uh, they have a beast twin shaman model, and we're oh, yeah, not yeah. even going to convert him at all. Yeah, like he just and comes he's like because he's supposed to have that like leader Jedi feel, where it's like robes and like a staff and very like attuned with himself. Yeah, so he can unleash then, psychic powers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and he'll be like the weird boy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um. So the biggest kind of thing that's kind of in conflict with existing canon again with necromunda and just canon at large um beastmen actually exist as abhumans in the lore yeah um i i honestly don't i could never even think that's a problem for me what, like what it would never even register with me I'd well, like, clearly one is human and one is alien. Yeah, but it needs to be addressed because they look a lot alike. Yeah. So the biggest... And here's how he Christian does it. Yeah. I really like this. So the biggest thing we did is, so what we were saying is actually the Ungors from the Warhammer Fantasy range, which are a lot more human-like. They're essentially like human upper bodies with smaller horns, more human-like facial features, and goat legs. Yeah. Fawns. The, the, yeah, essentially, yeah. Strix or fawns. Or so things. they're the abhumans. And the actual beastmen models who have more snouts, minotaur, yeah, more minotaur looking, bigger, longer horns, horns, more bestial. 
they're actually the Xenos race. Yeah. And that's and, the distinction between the yeah. two. Yeah, and then the, literally like how they came apart or how the ab humans came to be is crossbreeding somehow. That's Rape. disgusting, Mark. Like, Imperiums started before, <laughs> yeah. Felinids, like... Freaking, uh, what do you call them? Space wolves. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's a, they were yeah. genetic experiments. I don't want to talk yeah. about it. So... Yeah, no, I really so like that a distinction. Like, yeah. where so they can both exist in the same universe without treading on each other's Yeah, because that was one but, of our rules. But yeah. neither of them are, like, official 40K models. So in reality... No, no, uh, they are. The Beastmen Beast are now, again... Models. They used to be in back in Rogue Trader days, but they just resurrected it for Necromunda. They released yeah. a Beastmen model. But they never talk about their origins or where they come from or anything like yeah. that. So Because hmm. we did... I remember us talking about the Beastmen. Yeah. But, uh, hmm. yeah. Right. And the final one, do you want to take it away, Mark? No, I'm not going to read another one. <laughs> the Scourge. Okay. Oh, but I like this one. Let me read it. All right. Rat people. <laughs> they're crawling around in the sewers and they're like mining for feces. No, you can read it. I don't want to. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> <clears throat> the Scourge. The Scourge are a mammalian species of sentient humanoid Xenos. They are societally constructed. They talk like this, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Carry you on. Fit right in. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, they are societally constructed in family clans who live to colonies to colonize and harvest resources from the planets that they encounter. A majority of the species travel the stars in large flotillas and have organized their families into large corporate entities that own these massive fleets and quote employ or enslave end quote oh god here we go <laughs> lesser scourge how can you be a slave clans. and an employee at the same time it doesn't make any sense well that one actually doesn't um lesser scourge house clans and xeno prisoners the upper echelons of the clan corporations seek only to exploit the resources of worlds and extend their influence Within the corporate entities of the Scourge lie insidious research and development teams who study, torture, and create hybrid, hybridized, hybridized, hybridized life forms. And Eric can build a nuclear reactor. It takes, <laughs> the illiteracy takes all of us at some point. Uh, Thank you, chaos. It is so hot in this goddamn room. Oh my gosh. Like a sauna. And it stinks like gross people. Christian. I've only been wearing this shirt for a week. So <laughs> it's clearly not me. They torture and create hybridized life forms, genetic experiments, and engage in toxicological studies and weapon development. I know it's a word because it's not underlined red. Right. Because of this, the Scourge are known to use a variety of lethal poisons and toxins in their weaponry. They have the closest thing to a steady trade relations with the Dark Eldar, as they exchange resources, especially in the slave trade and poison trade. However, this scourge, much like the Dark Eldar, can little trust their own families as much as external partners. Mainstream scourge society is not overly religious and appear to engage in veneration of their ancestors, keeping extensive records of lineage, heritage, and familial ties. Despite this, the heads of households are often not safe even from their conspiring brethren who lust after control of family assets and must always be vigilant lest they be usurped. Two notable factions of Scourge Society include the Assassin's Guild and the Plague Monks. The Assassin's Guilds live and work within Scourge Society, often hired by the heads of clan corporations and notable family clans, as corporate spies to jeopardize competing corporate enterprises, assassinate leaders, and gather closely held corporate secrets from their rivals. Additionally, 
They serve to protect their lords from other assassins or underlings who are seeking to overthrow the current leadership. The guilds are ancient establishments who are not beholden to any one house and hire themselves out as individuals see fit. They are taught through apprenticeship by previous assassins if deemed worthy to take part in the trade. Finally, the plague cults form an underground sect of Scourge society that have fallen under the sway and worship of the ancient Scourge god of Nurgletched. Nurgletched? Yeah. Okay. These cults... I can tell it's a word because it, that one somehow is not <laughs> underlined I'm, I'm red. Gonna, I'm going to give you a quick little hint mark. Yeah. This doesn't underline anything in red, and there are some misspells in here. It's, oh. it's red on my computer. It's not on your phone. So no. you're saying some of these words exactly. are not even words. Exactly. So you're saying I can read? You can. <laughs> it's can. just what you're reading is not, <laughs> not actually words. These cults yes. of the scourge god of Nurgletched are often hidden away from mainstream scourge society and have enjoyed or suffered varying levels of privilege or persecution over the millennia, depending on which clan lords have come to power. They often meet in secret and engage in occult practices. Some have even seen them seven avatars of their god in the form of a giant multi-horned beast. So... So there wasn't really a description. I mean, you, you said it's a mammalian species of sentient humanoid Xenos. I went what? on a little rat person rant, though, didn't I? You, you made noises. <laughs> no, I thought I said rat people yeah, mining shit in the sewer. I thought I was... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You said something about rats. Yeah. Something about rats. But yeah. what or are they? Or is it a wombat? No, it's a rat, <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> Just one. Oh, or a, does it have to be only one kind of rodent? Only one kind. <laughs> They're the capybaras. One rodent. I will not hear off. another word about it. <laughs> um, yeah, so the way I picture them working, too, is like, they're just fucking hoarders. Like, yeah, it's just filthy, gross. They just yeah, grab whatever like, they can. Really? Yeah, exactly. If it's valuable, they'll any, strip it. Yeah. yeah. And I picture like their ships just have huge piles, like thousand feet tall piles of just like stuff. stuff. None of it. Some really of it's super used. valuable. Most of it's not. Yeah. But like, uh, yeah. They're like going to battlefield and like pillage whatever's left and just yeah. like hoard it back to their ships. <laughs> exactly. So are, are these guys like rich then? Or are they not? Because they, they the yes way, and the, no. The sounds like it rich, but it would actually have a funny irony if they played themselves up as to be these like corporations, Super yeah, right. Yeah. But they reality, don't really have goods, like <laughs> yeah. right. So that actually could be really funny. Yeah. They're like, we're part of this corporation, and it really is just <laughs> a pile in. of nothing. Yeah. yeah, but but you will every now and again find come something across, valuable. Exactly, especially if you're looting everything, you're bound to collect some yeah. valuable thing. Right, yes. but like yeah, they're just like these dirty rats, like. Yeah. Which, uh, the yeah. sewage dwellers of the galaxy. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, you could pretty much sum them up as space skaven. <laughs> yeah, exactly. From Warhammer Fantasy. But you might think we're going to be using Games Workshop skaven models. You would be wrong and a fool. Dead wrong. <laughs> and a dead fool. And no longer allowed to listen to Lorehammer if you thought that. Log off get now. Out. <laughs> Just get out. <laughs> um, we will be using, for the models, Mantic Games. They have a race called Veermen. V E E R like dash. Roman? Yes, M-Y-N. but it's spelled differently, Jordan. <laughs> okay. There's a Y Copyrights, that guys. sounds like an I. <laughs> Copyrights on the word yeah. vermin. But they have a cool range of uh, like rat people. Space rats. Space rats. But they so, have like guns and have like sci fi tech. And like gas masks yeah, that like they look probably very cool. actually are not good. Very useful. Like they probably <laughs> yeah. like, have holes in it. They right? actually <laughs> amplify like, stink <laughs> breath or something, you know? Like, yeah. 
Um, for the rules? For the rules, um, on our shelf army, one of the weird things that I've always thought about Games Workshop is I always start a th- thought and then like four sentences. And it all connects. It all combines. Here we go. <laughs> so, uh, if you remember the, thing- the beginning of the episode, Mark yeah. said. Uh- <laughs> no, uh, so Games Workshop, they released Jeans to Occultus uh, last year, two years ago. Pretty recently. And like, they're cool, don't get me wrong. I just don't see them as a major player. Yeah. So we never put them on the shelf. Like, they're already represented by Tyranids. Right. No, why yeah, exactly. would like, you have them like, does as any- a separate faction? Yes. Exactly. Like, yeah. It's an odd thing. Like, if you could do understand- anything, you'd Battleforge it. Yeah, like it, it's just weird that they get their own codex. Like it should have just been one unit in the Tyranid Codex, if yeah. anything. Like as cool as they are, yes. as cool as they are. Like yeah. I, I, I love their lore behind them, but it's just they're not, not a Galactic player. Of a, of yeah. an army. No, it's just it's it's odd that they would be considered a separate army. Exactly, because yeah. it's all so, the same force. So having said all that, we do not have them represented on the tabletop because why would we? Like they're 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 Tyranids. They're Tyranids. They're yeah. Better they're repre- already covered. Yeah, they're yeah. better represented by Tyranid models. So we are going to be using Gene Stealer rules, Gene Stealer Cultist rules for the Vermin. And the main reason is because they can infiltrate everywhere. Every unit can just pop out of the sewers, dig little rat holes, and pop yeah. out and ambush you. Yeah, so they're clandestine operators. They use guerrilla tactics. And uh, yeah. they just have, like, different weapons, loadouts, and things like that. Yeah. So they're very varied. Yeah, and then uh, they also uh, have different... Uh, different stat lines. So like normally in a codex, like everyone will have strength three, toughness three across the entire model range, but they have different strength, different toughnesses depending on, on like if you're generation. a hybrid or an abhorrent or if right. you're an actual like gene an acolyte. Yeah. So the Veerman models, they have different scale sizes of, sizes of yeah. Veerman. So we have like the tiny basic ones, which will just be like your basic cultists. Then you have like abhorrents, which will be like the they're almost like the size of a knob, almost like they're a bigger version. Yeah, bigger, tough, strong. Yeah. yeah, and then they have like one other one that's even like more big and more special, more big and more specialized. <laughs> and he's going to be like the Gene Steeler Lord or Brute Lord. Yeah, so yeah, so. I like it. I but, actually, I actually really like that flavor in that rule set. Yeah, like that's one of the ones that really meshes perfectly. Yeah, because the I loved when I first bought like Gene Steeler Cultist and I'm, I was looking through the rules, like yeah. the idea that they're literally just popping out of the ground everywhere. Yeah, yeah. and it really fits with this like disgusting yeah. race. Like Where they're literally rats. like digging holes and like yeah, yeah exactly. Whereas like in the Gene Steeler, it was all like oh they pop out of the sewers. But I'm playing but on a grassland, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Whereas these guys, it they makes can literally dig warrens. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. That sounds so funny. Yeah, so that, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I also like the idea that, like, they view themselves as, like, really important and <laughs> very, like, rich and, like, yeah. affluent. I'm a wealthy king. Yeah, right. yeah. But the as reality he sits is, sits on his like, throne of mud. Right, yeah, yeah, that they are not at all. And so they have these, like, societies and what they view as, like, very civilized, but they're just disgusting. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they're super numerous, too. Like, they can almost be found on... Like they're all over the galaxy. Yeah. yeah. Um. Like, not that this is official or okay, anything, I but I would say, say is they're this an official or not. No. no, not that they're official, but I'd say they're probably like in my head, anyways. The second most numerous race. Yeah. Like they're out there. It's just they don't appear in force. Is why they're not like a bigger problem. Because they're not an organized thing. Yeah. Like, each oh. one is looking after their own their own interests. File, yeah. So. Exactly. So their own corporation. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Their own company. Yeah. yeah. And they'll just like infiltrate on your ship, and they'll just go to the next place, and they'll yeah. breed, and yeah. Yeah, exactly, and then get to a new world. and Then you got Rat King. Yeah. Yeah. 
So uh, big influence, obviously, Eric, are bankers, um, <laughs> disgusting Sounds creatures perfect. that hoard all all their belongings in giant vaults. Yeah, take belongings from other yeah. people. Yeah. Guys, the, it's going to come in real handy one day. <laughs> yeah, the biggest influence is like the corporate dystopia, right? Like Perfect Dark or like uh, Ghost in the Shell. Lots of like mafia crime family drama going on. Um, but I, I wanted to tie in like there's not yeah there's not really like a corporate dystopia represented in 40k yeah. so much other than rogue traders themselves but they're kind of now they're going to be a main uh, faction but who was that one the Threxian trade empire yes. yeah, yeah. but it. even them like it's they, not don't the have, same well, and they're not there anymore so yeah we don't know much about them yeah, and yeah so but, that's kind of what I wanted to bring into 40k it's, it's like a st- the Star Wars Confederation um, yeah exactly like trade sem- trade unions yes, and like yes. yeah. you know the trade federation you know they're, they're yeah. protecting their corporate interests over like lives and people and corporate interests. And, and everything else whatever <laughs> cool, that cool. looks like to them. right exactly and just the last cool thing on them is uh, their name I actually got from Redwall by Brian Jacks uh, the leader of the rats. His name is Clooney the Scourge. Clooney so, the Scourge. So I, <laughs> I decided to give a little nod. No, the Scourge a little is nod. A little nod. A Scourge is a good name for them. Yeah, like, I think it's, like, it's better than Deerman or Skaven. No, 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 no. Everyone else calls them the Scourge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, one final quick point. Again, kind of with the other races, people often think that the Hrud are Space Skaven because of old artwork. There was one that looked like he had a rat tail and a rat. Oh, snout. really? Yeah. Yeah. And it was back in the day, but since the Hred have been updated to be their own version, like the Bendies, we described that in that one episode with like spinal arms and like yeah. vertebrae everywhere. Yeah, exactly. So that Mud freed up people that freed up the Skaven range or models to be incorporated for something else. For something else. Yeah. So just yeah. wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. And uh, that cool. pretty much sums so it up. What, what else is included in your shelf armies that, is because these are the ones you had to create. Yeah. So and all the other ones are ones that already exist. I'll go through. Well, we created one other one too, I believe. Well, I actually, I created a bunch. So they're all made up. It's all, all fake. We invented 40k. <laughs> you already heard. <laughs> there's that. nothing here. This is the first so, place you ever learned about. It. <laughs> when I was making them, some of the armies are not legal. Just because when I make my shelf armies, I want them to be like. What is the first thing you picture when you picture this race? I want it to be them to be iconic. Um, so having said that, some of them, they don't quite work. Like some of them might not have this certain gun, but to me it's like an iconic thing that they should have or whatever. Don't Eric, look don't, at me. You're the one making faces over there. Yeah, Kissy yeah. faces at me. Um, mm. But so the way we did it is we kind of broke off the armies into kind of four s- – no, one, two, three, four, five separate categories. Um, almost like an allies matrix, but... Yeah, not quite like Not that. quite like that. We kind of did our own. So we did... Each allies matrix has... Or each like tier has four armies in it. So in the first tier, we have Imperium. So we have Imperial Guard. We have a Space Marine Army. We have an Inquisition Army that holds like... It has Grey Knights, it has Sister Bells, and it has Death Watch, and it has some Tempestus Scions in it. So, like, that army is not a legal army because that's from eight different codexes, right? But uh, whatever. The points values are all there. And then the final one is the Mechanicum because, to me, those are, like, the primary bran- fighting branches of the Imperium. Like, sure, they have Imperial Knights. Sure, they have other things. This yeah. is what you, if like you this, see anything. Exactly. Yeah. That's what you're going to be running into. Then underneath them, we have Chaos. And 
it's the exact opposite it's the exact opposite yeah you got your chaos space marines you got your uh renegade militia for your imperial guard you instead of uh having uh the inquisition you have chaos demons this like specialized army of like yeah and you have each of the gods represented yeah Yeah. exactly all yeah led by a space marine demon prince who's like whose paint scheme will match like the chaos space marines paint scheme and then also they have the dark mechanicum so i made i'm I'm making up the dark mechanicum because they don't have rules but they have lore um so that's like the chaos then if we jump into xenos armies there's three kind of separate tiers for them i'm not totally happy with the wording of them but uh it's like there's a good tier there's a neutral tier and then there's an evil tier and basically this shows how like um willing they are to do good things in the galaxy or to ally themselves with yeah. others it's always tough to, when you use the word good with 40k but you exactly. get the general idea right yeah, like how like, aren't as vicious let's say as dark elder yeah and that's right? why i hesitate to use the word good but so on the good tier we have the tau the eldar and then we also have the um the demiurg which are like i'd say they're pretty decent like they're not we described them they as are not defensive, willfully they're violent. defensively yeah. hostile i think is what we said yeah and then we also have the Torox, which we were describing as like Jedi. Like they're kind of yeah, they're not looking for fights, but but they'll do. There it are there yeah. are occasions, and, and they're, they're looking out for the good of the universe. Yeah, exactly. It's not the they're not killing you out of selfish pleasure. And they're trying to like rein that in for they're themselves. Just killing you because it's the right thing to do. Well, they're killing you because yeah, you're a threat to the warp at yeah. large, right? And I see like all four of those will easily ally with anyone. Yeah, essentially. As long as you play by other their rules. Chaos. Other than for chaos and other than for evil. But they'll ally with the Imperium, they'll ally with other good ones, and they can yeah. ally with neutral. So then we jump into the neutral. Um, and uh, there's Dark Eldar. And there's... What's... Yeah, so there's only Dark Eldar for actual official Games Workshop. And then there's <laughs> also the Sahalin. There is the... Is it the Kronos? Kronos trying to just remember then there's um what are all the other ones that we mentioned oh oh sorry actually the the mangani they're actually on the top shelf or oh, sorry not they're on the top good. shelf. they're good and then the torox are a neutral because they're they're yeah they're they can good. do good and they can do bad things yeah. sorry Depending where the, on, the on the balance, balance. Yeah. where the mangani are more of like that they're more noble and yeah honorable honorable yeah exactly they're not just like savage brutes exactly yeah. they're looking for that nice fight um so they won't then, slaughter civilian population exactly like it's not in it that doesn't do it for them but like if you have an aggressive army they're gonna go after it but anyway so that's all on that neutral shelf then we have the evil shelf which is like these are not allying with anything like they're in it for themselves so we have necron who they're just trying to save the entire galaxy we have orcs. You can't ally with them. Like you might think you can, but a day later you're not going to be able to. And we have nids. Same thing. Like there's no ally with them. And then the faction that we put in there was the Veermen, where it's like scourge. they're the, oh, sorry the scourge, where they're just like yeah. filthy, gross, and no one really wants to ally with them. Yeah. No, but they're also like yeah, they'll backstab you just as fast. Exactly. As, you know. Yeah. So that's kind of how like the shelf armies work. Um, so if you're playing like bigger point games you could just take like all the good armies then you have 2000 point games yeah. and it makes sense that they all would work together right or you could take yeah. all the imperium shelf or exactly. you could take all the chaos shelf or, you know yeah. so so that's kind of how i got it working in my head anyways i don't know yeah no 
Are you yeah. proud of me now, Mom? <laughs> Are you proud of me now? <laughs> Short answer, no. <laughs> but yeah. Okay, that, that's kind of cool. Um, I know you've wanted to share the shelf armies for a while now. Yeah, well, people come in and uh, see they them. like see them and, oh, what is this? So it's like, yeah. And and I have to explain three pages of lore to you. Well, so now you I'll just send them a quick little link. Yeah. <laughs> listen to this podcast. Just listen to this two-hour podcast. It's fine. Yeah, so, that was uh, pretty cool. Um, I like most of it. Yeah, if you could pick a favorite and then pick a least favorite. Um, my favorite is actually probably the Scourge. Just because you like that irony of I it? Just, I do. Yeah. I love It's that. like your life. I think you're valuable, <laughs> but really you're a dirty, filthy man I mean, you're stuck not, in a basement. You're not wrong. Hoarding your treasures. <laughs> Which aren't even valuable. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I really like that. Um, I just, I like the idea of these little things just crawling around and you just boot them out of the way when they're in the way. But the reality is they're like, my family will get you. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like, my cousin Freddy's going to come and bite you. Mess you up real good. Yeah, he's going to bite your carotid artery. (laughs) Like, that's, that's what I, it's. It's just that I thought we I thought we described it that the voice was like <laughs> no actual words. <laughs> well, then how could they whatever make the language deals? is? How could they make? They don't deals? even bother speaking other languages. They just okay? point to stuff. No, I actually really like them. Yeah. Uh, my least favorite. I mean, it's the Sahalans, but only because you I don't just, understand. I it. seem to I struggle it. with that part in their story. Okay. I I love the lizard uh, model line. Yeah, I really like that, especially after seeing that one guy's mm. at the convention. Um, but I'm just holding back on the story. Yeah, Jordan, you got any answers? You got some compliments for me and Christian <laughs> here. Yeah, uh, you guys are uh, clearly really losers. <laughs> no, I think you actually. Uh, some of your races are better than the Xenos in 40k, the minor Xenos. Wait, wait, you're <laughs> this, telling this is me the minor Xenos. Yeah, saying. the minors. You're telling me you don't like that one race. So it's just all we know about them is that they were exterminating the Great <laughs> yeah. Crusade. You d- okay, pretty sure. much. It's, it's, okay. I'm not saying it's hard to be better. <laughs> I'm just saying it is. Oh yeah. Um. Uh. Actually, I think the coolest, the most interesting. It's more like most interesting and least interesting to me. Uh, <laughs> I think the Coronas are the yeah. most interesting. Um, and the least interesting to me are the Demiurg. Yeah. So. It's such a basic yeah, idea. It, it yeah, it is. Exactly. It, no, fair enough. It is like a very simple, hmm. yeah. Interesting that Game in Workshop space. wrote the Demiurg and not us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, of Mostly these. Christian. Yeah. <laughs> but you put it on here. No, Christian did all this. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. It's because it's yeah we added Christian a can bit to it. type okay and read yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah uh, no I I can see that for I, sure I think that uh, Coronos just make for really interesting stories yeah yeah yeah, yeah. for sure like, so and and I like I like how I like anything that's kind of mysterious so yeah, yeah. no absolutely Christian what's your favorite I like this uh, Helen. Yeah. I like their look and feel, and I kind of like them too. Yeah, yeah. They, they just like seem so sleek and like sexy. I like it. Yeah, and probably least favorite. I actually got to say the Kronos. Oh really? Yeah, they just. <laughs> I don't know. I it's just time travel. I always struggle with. 
just as a general rule. I like yeah. them in principle. Like the idea is cool. Well, I like that we took it and it's like, it's not like they're good at time travel. They fuck up every <laughs> yeah, time. That's, like, that's what I like that's, about that's it. That's true. Like, and it's not that I don't like them. Like, obviously, no, I, I know what you're we saying. wrote them. So. Yeah, I know what you're but saying. But of the ones that on you're, the list. They're your least favorite child. My least favorite child. They're yes. your Kurt. They're the one. <laughs> they're the one that I would cut out of the inheritance. That's for sure. <laughs> Eric's dying over there. He loves it. <laughs> no. Oh fuck, that's funny. You don't have much of an inheritance to give them, Christian. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, fine. Here's you don't get any of my comics. <laughs> uh, Mark, what's your favorite? What's your least favorite? Um, well, I, I'm slowly. I rotate. I'm slowly rotating out of being a dwarf guy. And since I'm working on the Veerman or the the scourge, the scourge I'm yeah. becoming a scourge guy. <laughs> But that will change by the time I get to my next army. I well, can't. It's I can't. just whoever he's playing. What's yeah. the story you think that could use more work? Um. Yeah, like Jordan said, I think it'd be the Demiurge. Like, it is one of those, like, minor Xenos almost throwaway, almost forced in. Like, they're very clearly supposed to be dwarves. Like, yeah. But they didn't expand on it. Enough. Yeah. That's actually one of the reasons I was reading that GW scrapped the idea of space dwarves is because initially the space dwarves were bikers was kind of their theme and uh they weren't happy with it they couldn't yeah come up with anything yeah they couldn't come up with a direction as it's too gimmicky it came out of the rogue trader stuff and was trying to be serious and they're like we can't make this serious so they just drop them all together i I think the main reason why i like the demiurg so much is just their models they're they're some of the coolest models yeah they definitely mantic has a pretty sweet range of stuff go to their website check it out if you want to build one of these armies at home yeah. Give Mantic some money. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, it's way cheaper. Yeah, for so. real. Um, but yeah, like my my favorite. Hey, GW is not sponsoring us. So. We do not endorse this. <laughs> so, well, I, if I had a least favorite, I think it'd be the Mangani, and I think that comes down to just the model range. I'm just not happy with it, but mm. the lore is fine. Yeah, yeah. I think people will be like like it. It oh, sucks yeah, that sure. there's a space girl as you can't do much about what the models look like. I'm not big on that either but i think they're pretty sweet i personally would have liked to see like a bug type one <sighs> it's hard with nids already existing yeah, and then you also have the exactly. uh the towel ones uh the vespid, vespid. like and, they're, and they're out there sorry i'm more thinking like Xenos. like when I, in my head i'm like slug like yeah. a slug oh you want a space oh, slug. so um that'd be interesting yeah uh, like a slug like type of body that can like break up and like go back together again we're like, limited like, with well, what if you did like, I know you models are. and I know you even are. did like a, like I guess I don't know if there'd be a model for this but almost like a mantis kind of that something that like almost hot, so like, there is kind of the there, there is oh yeah but I they do so. kind of already represented like mantic has a pretty sweet range of uh dried ball players that look okay. like like mantis okay they're, i think they're even called mantis warriors oh, or something okay. like that and they're aliens yeah. that look like bugs yeah. they're cool looking yeah yeah but yeah. again nids yeah. the best but they, I, they're out there they yeah I, I just think the bug is already done. overdone like yeah. yeah i just i love the i just i love the idea of space lugs <laughs> i think it's um, so wild so, do you guys remember the T H Y R R U S Thyrus? Thyrus. Yeah, and they're like those. They're all about the performance, and they're almost like squid slugs. And they'll even like do damage to themselves. Yeah, yeah. those guys. Um, I'm talking to this one guy named Matt, and he's like modeling one of those out of green stuff. So, oh, really? Yeah. But it, right now, it looks very much like a slug. Yeah. But he's like, yeah, I'm going to add some tentacles, maybe add some, like, dragonfly wings. It's going to look pretty that's sweet. Insane. That's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. There's just space slugs right there. Yeah. yeah. No, like, I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, and if you look just at... Commission, and if you, just commission a bunch of models from yeah. him. Well, if you look at, like, the pictures of the Thyrus 
they they almost do have that sluggy appearance more so than like uh it would be really cool to see those guys like and to try and like hey try and add on to a little bit of their story because you don't have much other than like how crazy they are yeah but right so cool Cool. Um, well, thanks for listening to our bonus episode where Mark and Christian just got to splurge all over you guys. Yeah. Um, now splurge all over us with your wallets. Hit us up on Patreon. <laughs> it's not called Patreon. Patreon. It, Wait, it's what? a pain. It's <laughs> Patreon. Uh, Patreon. Yeah. Check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Twitter. Uh, send us an email. We have a Patreon where you can donate to our cause. We just got educating. Our, uh, We've got a red bubble. Yeah, we got some T-shirts, and they turned out pretty cool. Yeah, we we bought some Mark's T-shirts. Mark's been wearing for his ourselves. for a week. Yeah. Um, red bubble though is a place where we submit our art that we own, and you can purchase it on products, so which is kind of cool. You can buy some Lorehaven merch, and we do make money off of that. Review us on iTunes because that's how we're gonna get famous. Do people? I've never actually checked our iTunes review. We don't have a lot of reviews, but we actually have a decent amount of ratings. Let me. But check. reviews are good too. Um, but in the end, guys. Uh, we do it for you, so thanks for participating in everything that we do. You guys are great at responding back. Send Eric your fan fiction. I would the I, messier the better. Honestly, I will read and I will judge that shit so hard. And if you submit it, most likely I'm going to read it on here. Yeah. So if so, you want to get famous, do it. Yeah. If it's exactly. really good or really bad, either way, Eric will. Oh, do it. I, don't, I don't. I don't care. We'll make it good. Try- I'll add stuff to it. I'll do voices for this. I don't even care. Um, but yeah. Anyways. This has been our bonus episode, and uh, thanks for joining. Yeah, thanks for listening. It was a story to tell, and now we're telling it, and now it's told, and now the story's out there to be told by you guys to other storytellers, and it's all just a big Someone story. Someone reset him. <laughs> He's broken. <laughs> He's broken. Yeah. Peace out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, open a window. It's so...